It's Bigfoot right now, back on the radar at a Tampa Bay park. He died here in 1978. <laughs> so you got Gilbert the ghost after you? Gilbert the ghost, yeah, great, great name. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? To me, it looked like a left card to me. All I got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the left card say yeah? Is something really out there? Out there. Three more U.S. senators received a classified briefing about UFOs Whoa. at the Pentagon. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode number 36. Welcome to it. I'm your host, John Jay, and with me as always is Lauren Lance and Hugh Carey. What up? Yeah. Our special guest this month is Brad Gilmore. I'm black, That's, just like your soul. They can, they can see. <laughs> Not all a, people. That's Not true. All people You're can right. see. Yeah, I shouldn't assume. You shouldn't. Okay, well, I'm black, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you're listening uh, on the audio, then you, uh, you'll have no idea. Yeah, that's fake news. That's, <laughs> Not black. That's the mysterious. And the uh, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing somebody's uh, thing. Oh, turn, turn yourself down over there, Hugh. Con permiso. <laughs> Sorry, I'm feeling a little frisky today. Ooh. I've been getting the TMS treatments, and I'm feeling good. Nice. What, is, what are the TMS? The, it's called transcranial magnetic stimulation. So they're oh. basically like shooting electromagnetic pulses in my brain. Is this like the thing in Requiem for a Dream where they make you bite down on popsicle sticks and then they fry you? That's elect electroshock therapy. Okay. But if this shit don't work, that's where I'm going next. Oh no. Mm. And apparently, I didn't know if I don't know if you guys know this, electroshock therapy is still considered the premier treatment method for depression. It's like the most really? uh, successful really? way to treat depression. Wow. It seems antiquated and old-fashioned, but it actually works. So uh, that's scary. That's terrifying. Yeah. But it's working. The TMS is working for me, so I'm feeling great. You feeling good? I'm feeling awesome. So how does TMS work? If it's not the electro therapy, it's it's not elect it's not electricity that they're like because the ECT they actually make you seize and you have to be under anesthesia. Oh, okay. So the, it's basically like turning your brain off and turning it back on. But mm -hmm. uh, TMS is actually using electromagnetic pulses, so it feels like I'm getting like a little tattoo on my brain. It's mm -hmm. like a little massage brain massage. Yeah, there's like a little machine they stick it above your head and it just shoots little pulses in there. And when I leave, I felt I feel great and I have like emotions. It's like wow. Depression. <laughs> and here's the other thing. <clears throat> I just want to say this. For all you people that are neurotypical, if this is how you feel on a day-to-day -day basis, you bitches are slacking. You're slacking heavily. Because the shit people wade through that are depressed, and we're still functioning like normal people, y'all are slacking. I don't know who here is neurotypical. Probably none of us, Probably. but I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what it means, podcast. so maybe? Regular brain chemistry. Nah, man, yeah, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know if that exists, even. You know, well, I mean in the sense of, like, you haven't, been, you haven't been formally diagnosed with yeah. any sort of, like, issues. Unless, unless you're, like, living in the woods, like, from nature or whatever, you know, like, without, like, like interacting with, like, interacting with, like, less than 10 people, your brain's screwed. You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in 2020. Yeah. I, mean, I think we're all suffering greatly. That's true. I definitely have some trauma that, like, I was just thinking, the whole thing we were talking about on another show about, like, catching ourselves in a zipper, I, yeah. know, what <laughs> I know what happens to me, but I can't remember it. I oh. have the scar. I know it happened, but like, I, I think I, it's a memory that my brain blocked out. Do you I think know. that you may have been abducted by aliens by any chance? Okay. Because that would be more interesting. Because that would be on brand. My cousin, when she used to live with us, she was a kid, she used to draw pictures of aliens. And she'd say, oh, these are my friends. They're the visitors. They come and play with me at night oh. when everybody's sleeping. 
What? Yeah, it used to scare them. So like, and she and she's an adult now. She's like, yeah, I fuck aliens used to come okay. hang out with me as a kid. Oh, she's like, she's still sticking with it. Like, no, nope, yeah, that's she, what happened. She wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't a joke or anything. Okay, she's like, okay, because yeah. sometimes I don't know whether to take Brad Le- seriously. Leprechaun. Be- okay, yeah, yeah. because he can go in. Like, Brad <laughs> is really good at pretending to lie or like faking it's a lie. It's called improv. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah. that is, I just lie. <laughs> yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah, it is because I have a big fear of aliens. And like when she moved in, when uh, and she's talking about it, I was like, yo, this bitch gotta go. <laughs> she gotta go. <laughs> well. <laughs> That, that's what I was gonna say. I wanted to have Brad on the show because he's never he's never done this show. Yeah, because I'm a big scaredy cat, and he's afraid of everything. All of this shit. <laughs> okay, yes. so what? So specifically, aliens. Oh, aliens. Terrifying. Okay, what is it well, about ghosts aliens? as well? Like he was. Uh, well, yeah, ghosts too. Yeah. I told him. I told him that my mother-in-law's house was haunted before he house sat for them. <laughs> oh, your mother. <laughs> so mean. Dude, they have this creepy picture. It's it's not creepy. But in the context of where I was at night in an unfamiliar area, it's, it's like a woman just standing outside of a screen door looking into, like, the darkness. And I swear <laughs> to God, I looked at one point, and it was, like, looking right at me. And I was like, oh, no. That's one of Leah's... I turned uh, it. I took it down. I took it down. That was one of... <laughs> That's nothing creepy. It's one of Leah's yeah. art projects. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't let Leah listen. But uh, I was I was dog sitting for that dog. Uh, uh, Chance. I was all over Chance. Like you sleep with me, motherfucker. <laughs> well, dogs usually can pick up on stuff. So like, because yeah. their senses are so much more heightened. Yeah. So like, when I see my dog staring in the corner and that it starts to growl, I get freaked the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. I was in my office one time, all the way around the backside of my house, and my dog. We got up. I was gonna take her out. In the other side of the house, I heard someone squeak. The squeaky toy went. Ee, 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 ee. Oh. <laughs> and it was just me and her in the house. No one else was there. And I freaked the fuck out because it's like, that does not happen by itself. It's yeah. probably just a big rat. Just it it could have been a big rat. If Either which way, it was fucking terrifying. And then wait, so we go. To, I go to walk into the kitchen. Here I am thinking I'm going to take down whoever's in the house. I go to the knife thing. I pick out this big knife. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to take down whoever's in my house for whatever. I have nothing of value. There's no, there's nothing in my house that anybody could possibly yeah, want. but it's yours. Unless they're like, you know, dog toy enthusiasts and they're just in half there for a, the thrill. Half a bottle of vodka is about what you have. No, no, it wouldn't have, it would have been like a portion, a swig, a swallow left. So we go out to the kitchen and, I'm, and I get the knife and I got this big ass butcher knife and I'm ready to confront whatever's there. And Lucy jets out the kitchen into the living room and then like runs towards the door like she's chasing something. And I was like, oh... Oh, this got creepy. Yeah. So yeah, I've had a lot of weird shit. Like your house is haunted. I think I'm pretty sure my house is. I mean, uh, it's haunted, or I've had hauntings. So well, we got a great show yeah. for you guys uh, coming up uh, in our featured segment. We're going to be talking about synchronicities. Which who yeah. uh, started reading about this, and then all of a we sudden you start seeing the synchronicities. You start experiencing them on your own, and so this is a great topic for the show. So I'm excited to talk about that after the break. Yeah. But right now, let's uh, talk about something. Oh, do we want to talk about really this? important? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, Hugh had a good idea for uh, you guys that are watching live. Um, it is uh, September at here at Twitch, so there's like a big discount on subscriptions right now. Oh uh, yeah. Right? If you sub for one month, you get 20% off. If you sub for two months, you get 25% off. And if you sub for three months, you get 30% off. So the more you sub, the uh, the better it is for you yeah sub club man and i'm offering everybody that subscribes during the mysteriousnesses podcast if you subscribe i will give you a one card tarot reading to thank you for your generosity now whether or not the tarot reading is going to be accurate we'll find out but you know subscribe and see and then we'll see what your future holds yeah you'll have to comment yeah i don't if know if I'm, i don't know if i'm gonna be able to see if someone gives us a subscription i can't i can't 
Oh, you can. I can see in the chat when someone subscribes. Yeah, I okay. Right, cool. Speaking also, of which, oh, Uncle Brian. Sue's here. Hey, yeah. Suzanne. Hey, Sue. Hey, Sue. And, uh, okay, James. Good to see you oh, too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So. Yeah, we got uh, okay. James said he uh, loves the podcast. So. Yeah, he's nice. one of our biggest fans, man. He's uh, he Sweet. watches the, the the game streams, the mysteriousness, and the uh, podcast. Oh, well, that's he's awesome. our kind of people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, important stuff for our first uh, science story. Uh, this smart toilet can read your anus like a fingerprint. Say scientists. Nice. Okay. Let me throw this over to Hugh so he can take a look and uh, we can. I feel like this smart toilet's trying to give me some competition here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like you come from a long line of anus readers in your family. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, we we dabbled in the occult a little bit. It, uh, we called it brown nosing. I think it's a roundabout way of saying you talk a lot of shit. I talk shit, and then I, you know, but the idea that you know the gay community is now going to have this sort of competition. I feel like Hugh had that brown nosing line saved up no, for about right? a week. No, nope. that was. Uh, Deck. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was right at the door, knocking it on the door. Turtle head. Yeah. <laughs> it was poking out. Uh, if you're looking for a very, very personalized data about your bathroom habits, look no further. Scientists at Stanford University have developed a smart toilet that can identify people based on their butt and monitor the health of their poop and pee. The smart toilet, which the Stanford team published an article about this week in Nature Biomedical Engineering, was designed as a continuous health monitoring device, much like a smartwatch. It uses cameras and motion sensors to identify a range of disease markers in stool and urine, including colon cancer and prostate cancer. Hold up. Prostate cancer? It's going to give you a little poke, too. What the? Because, you know, for them to know if you have prostate cancer, I can't imagine that it can tell through your pee or poop. Oh, it's the Well, toy. no, it's, it's analyzing, it's analyzing uh, your data, and then it's comparing... My duty data? It's, it's saving up all your data every day, and it's looking for trends, right? Okay. And then it's also compiling data from other users. So it's like, say, one of the users gets... Diagnosed with prostate cancer, and he's been having the same shits as you for the past six months. <laughs> oh. They're gonna give you a little warning, maybe. Oh. oh, okay. Does it like vibrate to tell you, hey, this shit's not right? Oh, Something's off can, here. You can have shit buddies. Yeah. You can find out who your shit matches. Like a pen pal, but for toilets. Yes. It's like Pokemon Go, but like with poop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I bring it up, people would sort of laugh because it seemed like an interesting idea, but also a bit odd. Lead researcher Sanjiv Gambier. You think, Lee? You think, Lee? Just a bit odd. Uh, everyone uses the bathroom. There's no really avoiding it, and that enhances its value as a disease-detecting device. It also has a built-in identification system. The smart toilet's flush lever is equipped... A fingerprint reader and cameras in the toilet bowl can identify people's butts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it can see your, it can tell what your asshole is. No, looks I like. know where the real money is in <laughs> I know what they're doing here. It's a smart, like, smart toilet on OnlyFans? Yeah, smart toilet on OnlyFans. <laughs> no, it's funny. I would have loved this idea as a kid because I, for some reason, I got it into my head that, like, no one knows what it looks like when you shit. And I was super huh. curious about it. Like I kept. Telling well, apparently, you and Lee share the same sentiment. <laughs> I was really curious. So like, I want to hack into that thing just oh, to find out. Yeah, that's the thing. It's gonna get hacked, and then your butthole, uh, your butthole identifiers are gonna be all over the internet. Yep. Yeah, where's my plausible deniability if you get, if you got like a little birthmark or something down exactly. there? Exactly. It's like, have you seen? Did you guys see John shit this morning? It's disgusting. That's I when. Think that would be a horrible thing to see, like shit coming out of your own like if you like nobody's seen you've never seen that before it's like what do you speak think? for yourself what do you think Brad? <laughs> yeah 
I shit on a mirror at least once a month. What do you What do you think? It's like a ring doorbell. You're just sitting there and you pull it up it on your could phone. Be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! No. All right, so this is uh, you know, I honestly, in all seriousness, I think any step we could make towards like uh, identifying disease early is probably a good thing. Well, like it's weird, but you know, not a big deal. Useful. Everybody's got a butthole. But like particularly now, it's it's funny. I was actually talking to my friend who works at the county. They're currently testing for COVID in untreated sewage water in Pinellas County here. What, just oh, to wow. see how just much is in there? In the general population, like how watered down the COVID is in there. There's oh. probably a lot There's of other things coming up in that nasty oh, ass water, so, Pinellas County. Pinellas County, yeah. yeah. But what if they were able to do that with these smart toilets? Instead of like getting shit shoved up your nose, you could just You just take have a, a real shit. bad you have a real bad morning and it's like Lauren. Go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your Apple Watch tells you to get up and move around. This one tells you your shit's stinking differently today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the Arctic Ocean has chlamydia. What the fuck? Speaking of... Wow. Um, dirty water. I don't. I feel weird about you calling me the Arctic Ocean, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, stop swimming in the Arctic Ocean, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh... The, I bet you never considered before that the Arctic Ocean has chlamydia. <laughs> no, not because one. No, oceans are not out there rubbing their genitals together. But Is that how you get in it? a year that con- continues to sling out outlandish horror after outlandish horror straight at our faces. <laughs> Perpetually one-upping itself in a race to the bottom, truly anything is possible, including a large body of salt water testing positive for several new chl- chlamydia-related species. Wait, new, new, well, new. Fuck. I didn't know that there was more than one. The STDs yeah. are mutating. Apparently, there's a, oh, no. a lot. So, um, if the Arctic Ocean has chlamydia, then Lake Okeechobee has fucking full-blown AIDS. <laughs> I'm just gonna, or Tampa Bay is yes. HIV positive. I mean, positive. If, if you look at the map and you see Lake Okeechobee, it does look like it's an STD scar just on the dick of Florida. I mean, yeah. On the head of it, you know. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense. It's got a hole in your dick. Uh, So researchers are confused as to where the bacteria came from. Uh, Finding chlamydia in this environment was completely unexpected. The study's lead author, Jenna Daramashi, a PhD student at uh, Uspala University in Sweden, said in a news release announcing the findings. That's what they always say. So, so wait, that means someone had to say, you know what, while we're in here just poking and prodding let's around, just let's just take a look and see. Is it, maybe che- it got a little chlamydia. This, the Arctic Ocean's got, getting a better no. workup from the doctor than I am, and I have good health insurance. I know what happened here. I know what happened here. What happened? Someone... This PhD student was worried about having chlamydia, didn't want to take the hit <laughs> yeah. of going to the doctor. So she started doing tests on uh, yeah. random bodies of water? Yeah, she's, she's just nuts. Matching with herself? <laughs> you, know, you know, if you fuck in an ocean and you got an STD, that ocean got that STD. Oh, no. Oh, what if it's no. just fish chlamydia and we're all worried about something we can't catch? Oh, you can fuck oh. a fish. You can totally fuck a fish. I mean, I'm familiar I mean, with the concept. If you but catch anything, I, I guess you can. I mean, should? Did I, you should you? Did I do it once? Yes. Do I regret it? No. Would yes. I do it again? Probably. I did actually <laughs> see that there is a dick fish out. Like a dick fish? There, there, there's okay. this, not, I wanted to say out now like it just happened. But yeah, no, I saw a picture the other day. Um, and it is a dick-shaped fish just swimming around. Oh, well. Good for good for him. Just yeah, big so dick energy. That's why. Well, whose snapper has that energy. dick been in? Because apparently he's spreading shit. 
Yep. So the uh, the title of this next article is I Have Exploding Head Syndrome. Yeah, this mm. sounds crazy. And John, you said you've dealt with this before, right? I have a bit of exploding head syndrome. Yeah, I'm going to get a little relax- relaxed here. Sometimes, okay, it, it, after five or ten minutes of stimulation, the head Maybe tends then. to explode. <laughs> but I don't think that's the same thing we're talking about, No, right? it's a strange, unpleasant, and surprisingly common. Uh, Helen Thompson talks to a man whose head regularly explodes and discovers how the condition might explain some unexpected experiences, perhaps even alien abductions. Oh, fuck. So that's how this. Uh, no, it's this would me if this is. Uh, this could explain away like maybe you didn't really get abducted by aliens that one time that you're suppressing that memory from. You just heard a loud noise uh, in your head, which yeah. I. We'll read more, but so far that seems far fetched. So uh, there's this sudden crescendo of noise, then a profound and jarring explosion of sound, electrical fizzing, and a bright flash in my vision, like someone has lit a spotlight in front of my face. That literally could also be um, summed up to after taking your first hit of DMT. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. Okay, uh, that's how Niels Niels Nelson, man, is it N- Niles Nelson. I think it's Niles Nelson, describes what it's like to live with exploding head syndrome, an unpleasant and sometimes terrifying sensation. Others describe it as like a bomb going off to, uh, next to their head as they fall asleep. Sometimes it occurs just once in a lifetime. For others, it happens multiple times a night. Oof. Uh, the physician Silas Weir Mitchell first described the disorder in 1876 when he described two men who had suffered from what he called sensory discharges. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh, the men Not themselves again. described it as hearing loud bells or a gunshot that would wake them up from sleep. But despite its provocative and, tr- and intriguing name, there has been relatively little research into the disorder. There's now a theory, however, that the condition and related sleep disturbances may explain apparently unrelated cultural phenomenon, specifically the origins of alien abductions, government conspiracy theories, and supernatural demons. I've actually had the ones where it wakes you up in the middle of the night with a loud noise. Yeah, it's just like a big a boom. Bang. Like a, yeah. a I've okay, so is it like very close, like a close sounding boom, or is it like a muffled, far away, like firecracker? It can be either one. Because I've heard, like, I'll be up at like three in the morning just like getting up to go to the bathroom and I'll hear something and I think it's just like a, you know, a firecracker or something. So I don't know it's if that's. It's definitely like a, substantial in your head. But it's very muffled, but it sounds like it's not happening internally. Mm. It can sound like it's happening internally, too. But okay. it, it just depends on, I think it just depends on your awareness at the time. So a lot, a lot of time for me, uh, it'll sound like a like an air horn. Oh, really? Like static, something like really loud. It happens to me every time I take hallucinogens. Uh, sure, okay. every time. Uh, sometimes when I'm meditating, I'll get it, and it'll like shock me out of the meditative state. Almost. Really? Do you think that might have something to do with like uh, because you've you've served in the armed forces before? You're a marine, right? And like you've seen combat. Do you think maybe it's like? Something to do with that, like you're like reliving explosions or something. No, like. it doesn't really seem like that. Okay. You know, and it doesn't usually have anything to do with your ears. Do you suffer like from that. like sleep paralysis ever? Because oh, I've gotten that a lot. I used yeah, to sometimes, get that a lot. sometimes I do. Uh, I have in the past, but I do have like a lot of different weird sleep things going on. So sometimes it'll just wake me up in the middle of the night. It'll sound like a train is right outside the window or mm. air horns going off. Or That's got to be That's terrifying freaky. to be like in a slumber, perfectly sound asleep, and all of a sudden it's just like, like yeah, loud noise. Sucks. Yeah, and then you lay there, you have to lay there for a minute, and you're like, that that wasn't real, I don't think. So I'm wondering what the difference between this and like a, an actual like auditory hallucination 
in reference to like schizophrenia would be. Yeah, I don't know. I think they might this be related. Is, I they might be related. Uh, it might come from like maybe the same part of the brain or something. Maybe but it's just is, more active in your brain at Yeah, this night. is never like uh, described as like a voice or anything like that. It's yeah. always described as like a very just like charged sound. Right. You know? So uh, Leah Faith says is this related to sky sounds? Uh, oh yeah, those about. I've heard about those the sky quakes. Oh no, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure the sky but, sounds are actual because people yeah, record it. Yeah, on, like, those are yeah. things you can I've actually heard catch. Sky sounds before yeah. with other people next to me. Who I was also heard it. Yeah, I was walking in a park one time uh, with a girl and like we heard like a loud explosion. It was like, holy fuck! And then we like looked into it and nothing. Yeah, it that's yeah, that's a different thing. It's not it's, sky sounds is like something that like everybody definitely hears. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think these that's are just in relation shit. to you you yourself, and like it says, it's typically when you're asleep. I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's happened to me so many times now that I most of the time identify what it is right away. So like it's gonna happen one night, and the bomb is gonna go off, and John's just gonna brush it off, like ah, it's just Good my brain, night. just my brain. And meanwhile, the house is on fire, fucking hole in the wall, and everything. It's like that scene from. It's Terminator like the house too. isn't on fire; it's just your PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get PTSD from the fact that you open the door, and then right. there's a hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> <sighs> Why did I agree to come on here, man? I'm having nightmares. You're, gonna, like four you're freaking days. out already? All right. Yeah, dude. Uh, but it's fun, though, because I like nightmares once they're over. Like, within them, I feel like, oh, shit, I'm dying, I'm dying. I wake up, I was like, oh, that was really we'll, cool. We'll, we'll do something happy for you to kind of... Oh, Ooh, okay. whoa. Okay. <laughs> well, no, not like that. Not me. Uh, we'll, we'll buy you a no. smart toilet. Actually, actually, you can do it. Yeah, give him some exploding head. <laughs> FBI investigating report of guy in... Oh, yeah, this is our UFO segment, by the way. Ugh, right. Yeah, but I like this one because it's not like an alien. It's just a dude. Yeah, or maybe. It could be an alien. We don't know. An alien? I have a theory about this, but let's read it first. Uh, FBI investigating report of guy in jetpack flying 3,000 feet in air at LAX. <laughs> That's awesome. So the FBI is investigating a report from airline pilots that a person was seen flying in a jetpack some 3,000 feet above LA International Airport Sunday evening. So this just happened. Yeah. Uh, the FAA uh, said that two airline flight crews reported seeing what appeared to be someone in a jetpack as they were on their final approaches to LAX around 6.35 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, Fox 11 Los Angeles uh, uh, obtained recordings of communications between the aircraft and the tower. Tower, American 1997. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being on the other line or on the other like, side of that radio? Like, what you did? What? Oh, we that almost sounds everybody. worse than just admitting that you saw a UFO. It's like there's yeah. just some dude hovering up here at three thousand feet. By the way, well, yeah. but that, I, like, I, I, my brain can. I can accept that. I was like, somebody invented a jetpack. I know humans are real and technology is real. I'd like to see a flying saucer or some shit like that and a little alien plug on like, blah, 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 blah. That, that, I can't <laughs> that deal with they, that. that I don't come? know how they sound. I don't want to find out. <laughs> They never talk. Uh, let's see. Oh, the tower responded with American 1997. Okay, thank you. They were off to your left side or your right side, the controller asked. Off to the left side, maybe 300 yards or so at our altitude. That's close. That's way too yeah. close. That's actually considered a near-miss collision oh, really? in aviation. I believe if it's be if it's less than like a quarter of a mile away, that's still considered like a near-miss. Well, miss, what if, I if it's a guy with a jetpack? Yeah, pack. if it's a human, I don't think it's... If it was a plane that close, maybe. But like, yeah, but the fact that he could recognize it, 600 feet or 900 feet? Yeah. Well, that's, I thought it was 300. It's not far. It, was 300. it says 300 yards, so about, about 1,000 feet. Oh, look at you knowing fucking conversions. <laughs> Listen, I was good at math in school. Yeah. Good for you. I wasn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another pilot also reported a sighting. Uh, we just saw the guy pass us 
uh, pass by us in the jetpack, he said. <laughs> we just saw the guy pass by us in a jetpack. <laughs> we are living. This is the future is here, guys. Yep, this is the it. Jetsons. We're here. It's happening. Person in a jetpack reported 300 yards south of Again. the LA final at about 3,000 feet. 10 mile final, the controller said. That's the same so, spot. okay, I would assume if you're in a jetpack, you are you're propelling in one direction. So, how is is he just like floating around out there? Is he just living his best? And they only it's last like for scene, so long. It's like the scene in The Mandalorian where he's like flying alongside the Mandalorian. The jet oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so my theory is that he's not being propelled that he's just stuck up there like that and this is proof of the matrix he's stuck oh it's like a glitch it's in the a glitch. matrix it's like when you're playing a video game and like there's a character just or you hovering. fall through the level yeah, you oh fall yeah through the level or they're just hovering up somewhere that's what's okay. happening here he so, wasn't even wearing a jetpack he just wearing a backpack he's just stuck up there this Fuck. is my theory and i've okay i've said this once and i'll say it a thousand times i would much rather be shot out of a cannon <laughs> Than ever fly on Spirit Airlines, okay? <laughs> and my thought on this topic is, they're starting a new pilot program at Spirit, and basically you get a chet pack. They push a couple buttons on the backpack, and then they send you on your way. Where no, you no luggage. Y- you don't tell them where you're going. They tell you where you're going, yeah. and you that's the premise. You just hope it's close to where you want to be. Yeah, you, and, and you don't run out of gas because. That's pretty much equivalent to flying on Spirit already. The only difference is, is like you're not in a, a like the ghetto bus of the sky with a hundred other people, right? What if it's just a really fucking impressive drone that just has like a a, a dummy attached to it, so it looks like a guy flying. It's, it's just, just an android. Or yeah, it's, just it's, like, just a, it's a drone. Somebody controlling a drone. No, okay. It's this is somebody's like this is like there's somebody's last wish. Like, yo, hook me up <laughs> to a drone. Oh, they're dead. Fly my corpse over LAX. Is this like the new Doctor Kevorkian? Yeah. Like, instead of getting hooked up to the machine to die, it's like, all right, here's your jetpack. You got five minutes. Yep. Do what you want. Enjoy. You, you land where you land, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. We should start that company. I think it'd be a great company. What's that movie, uh, Final Descent or Final Last Descent? Final Destination? No, it's like Last Descent or Final Descent. It's I about a plane know. crash. I, I don't, don't know. Think I've seen oh, it. Alive. When they ate the butt meat? Oh, yeah. No, I, that's not it, but I do. I looked like That butt meat looked good. I'm not, it looked like some good ass jerky. Not even. I'm not gonna lie. If we crash in a plane and there's only ten of us, I'm eating one of you fucking bitches because there's not a lot. Why are you looking at me? Why? Because I can supply the most. Fuck y'all. Because I feel like you have the most flavorful meat in the room, Brad. I mean, you know, I do use seasoning. Well seasoned. I bet. I bet it. I bet it tastes like Laurie's right when I bite into it. <laughs> I, I'm salty. I'm pretty right. salty. I got high blood pressure. <laughs> um. Moving on, inside the 1969 Berkshire UFO incident that shook up a small Massachusetts town. Ooh, well, shook. several Massachusetts towns, actually. Yeah, and we kind of brushed upon this topic. Oh, yeah, when we were talking about the new um, mysterious... Unsolved uh, Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, yes. Yeah. So they did a whole segment on the new season of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Yeah. Was that the one that was in French? No. no. Okay. This was about... Um, Alien activity that like took over this town back in 1969. Was it 69? Yep, yeah. But you don't ever see aliens, or they don't ever show like anything scary. It's not, I don't need to see it. It's just the talking about it in the sense that it could the music be real. Oh. That yeah. scares me. That music was terrible. That was tra- traumatizing <laughs> How's as it a child. Do 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 do. Like I remember waking up at like. 
two in the morning for whatever reason I was watching the fucking lifestyle channel, yeah. me being the gay yeah. kid that I was, I'd be waking up and I'd hear that music and like, all right, I made it through the intro, yeah. so I'm good now, and now I'm up, so now I have to watch the rest of the show. Well, that you, and emergency nine one one. Yeah, but then you see that yeah. guy's face, the, the guy who's the host. You see his face, and you're like, Ugh! I know. And his and, voice was like very menacing. He was but, so convincing. Yeah. Like I remember thinking, like, damn. I wonder if I have information that could lead to this arrest of this situation. <laughs> like, I was episode, convinced. Rescue 911 was, was uh, Captain Kirk, right? I don't know, but that the yeah, intro to that was that scary, too. That was scary, but, like, I, like because it was, it like... wasn't as bad. Yeah. No. Because it was a solved mystery. It's like, oh, that guy broke his arm, and he's bleeding. Call 911. Yeah, but the fact that you know what happened, and, like, you could, you know, like, the pain that the person was going through, like, whatever it was, that bothers me. I just think it's messed up that they played reruns of that show in the United <laughs> Kingdom. What, the... Rescue 911? Yeah, because they didn't have 911 over there. They what have 999. It? Ni- yeah, it's 999, right? <laughs> so it just oh. messed everybody up. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, no wonder Granny died. No one fucking came. <laughs> everybody was watching Rescue 911. They're like, this won't work. <laughs> they dub in every time they say 911. It's 999. Yeah, however they say it yeah. in British accent. All right, so let's get into this UFO abduction. Yeah, uh, on September 1st, 1969, about 40 people in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, reported seeing a UFO, and one boy named Thomas Reed claimed that he and his family were all taken on board. Yes. Scary. Uh, so right now it was like like it was this was kind of like the hot time for UFOs. The Roswell incident had just happened. That was like published in like pretty much every newspaper in America. Yeah. Right. When was that? 1950 1950 something. I thought it was 62. Something. I be- it was like right between like I think it was the 50s. 54. That's so. probably right. When you guys can look it up, but I think it's somewhere in the 50s. Look at uh the extra, let's see, so we already went over that it was an episode. Uh, on the evening of September 1st, 1969, strange lights descended on the town of Sheffield, located in the southern Berkshires. Many who saw these lights said that they were attached to a UFO. According to witness accounts, the UFO in question was a disc-shaped craft that performed uh, ac- acrobatic maneuvers in the sky above the Berkshires. It's unclear exactly how long the phenomenon lasted, but many witnesses of the alleged UFO encounters described losing track of time. So that's a common thing that happens like uh, during UFO sightings. It's like you look at it for like a minute, and then you look back down at your clock, and you're like, huh, 90 minutes of that. <laughs> that happened me- to me the other day. And I freaked out for a second, but then I realized uh, the girls hanging out, we were doing mushrooms. So I was like, oh, oh that that's where time went. Yeah. That, I was like, ah, oh, that was a uh, sigh of Roswell relief. Roswell was in July of 1947. So oh, we were, we were all wrong. wrong. Yeah, we were all wrong. Ding. So the Berkshires is a region of rural highlands in western Massachusetts. It encompasses large swaths of wilderness, making it a popular tourist destination for hikers and nature lovers during the summer. The Berkshires are also made up of mostly small towns, which in the case of curious extraterrestrial beings makes it an ideal spot to visit. Okay, so to piggyback on my concept last week, with Earth, um, aliens found out that Chico's was closing, so they wanted to get it hot, get in on that hot sale. Chico's Empire One. Now it's a couple of lesbians flying in, lesbian yeah, aliens, couple change, couple <laughs> leaf peepers from the Andromeda Galaxy, and they're just trying to come and waste a little time in the Catskills or wherever the they Berkshires. Was this in the fall? Picking. Yeah. You know what my yeah, this is in September. They're here. It was on Labor Day, ironically, synchronicity. Uh, Um, So yeah, I think that's what it is. We got a couple of bull dykes. They're maybe looking to buy a piece of property in the mountains somewhere, and they just wanted to, you know, 
hang. I think my my theory for aliens is I don't think they're like another species. I think it's actually like us from the future, and those are like their space slash time travel suits. And there's something that fucked up humanity, and humanity is on the brink of dying. And we don't have coming back in anymore. Time. They're com- well, no, that's their spacesuits. Oh. Uh, oh. And they come back in time. They're trying to figure out what happened so they can prevent it. That's just a theory I have. I mean, that, I've heard people say that. I've heard that, that before, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm like really a, pretty sure that's space dice. They're like, I finally, I fi- <laughs> we finally figured out what happened. Check this out. It's a rerun of The Apprentice. <laughs> Deborah and Barb decided to visit Earth and fuck shit up real bad. They brought COVID with them and everything. <laughs> Uh, so this seemingly brief UFO encounter was apparently powerful enough to leave a lingering sense of mass confusion in its wake. School children were drawing UFOs in class while adults called into the local radio station to explain what they had seen. We had listeners call the radio station that evening, said David Icy, uh, general manager of the local radio station WSBS. At the time, they didn't know it was a UFO. They just, you know, called the station to say something bizarre has happened. That is the most fucking white nonsense bullshit in the world. It's like, we don't talk about the bad things. So yeah. what what could they possibly have been calling to say, oh, there was something bizarre? Yeah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, uh, did your uncle touch you again? Like, what's going what on here? The what's the situation? Thing? Well, it was just bizarre. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, that's, that's like, you know, suppressing information and... You know. It was later estimated about 40 people reported seeing the UFO. Some of them were children at the time, and they still live in the area today. Oh, man. Never mind. Uh, go ahead and my, take this next cousin. part here. Uh, children coming into school were talking about the event, said Robert Kroll, the director of the Great Barrington Historical Society in 2018, an old student of mine. One, one is a local shop owner whose father was the police chief in town. So these people are reliable people. Uh, <laughs> ACAP. Uh, I don't know if I consider anyone from Massachusetts to be reliable. Yeah, in general. <laughs> just no. as a blanket statement. Um, I'm just being mean. I'm yeah, sorry. These are quote-unquote not self-promoters. Uh, the witness accounts were so plentiful and compelling that the local Great Parrington Historical Society recognized the encounter as the first off-world UFO case in history about 45 years later. It was took them a while. <laughs> a little late. Yeah. It's, it's, what's the 45th anniversary year well, gift Roswell, you're supposed to get? Silver? Yeah. Roswell was, uh, everybody knows, it was a weather balloon, so. Or a shitty wish from a Karen. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that should be our scale. Like, on whether or not UFO, like, if a story that we're talking about is real, it's, like, on a scale of one to uh, Karen making a wish with a Chinese lantern. (laughs) Um, So, anyways, while many have admitted to seeing the UFO vessel or its strange lights, the most prominent eyewitness is by far Thomas Reed. And according to Reed's account, he saw the UFO when he was nine years old on September 1st, 1969, while he was in the car with his mother, grandmother, and brother. I didn't know his brother was in there because they didn't specify that in the uh, show. Mm -mm. Um, as Reed recalled, the family was heading home from the restaurant Village on the Green, and he was busy giving his little brother a fireball candy. Well, see, that's fucked up, right? Don't do yeah, that to your little hilarious. brother. Uh, <laughs> suddenly, they noticed a mass of glowing lights peeking out from behind the lush trees on the empty road. I can't see. Um, the strange lights continued to spill out from behind the trees as the family crossed the covered Sheffield Bridge. But they didn't know what to make of the sight. We all looked at it because it was kind of like a self-contained glow, Reed said. It rose up a little bit. It looked like it followed the dirt road, which I'm sure it probably didn't. But it appeared that way because we could see through the, see it through the trees. The light started to bleed through once we broke into a little bit of the clearing. 
we could see inside of the car, so the light was flooding inside of the vehicle. Uh, another synchronicity, Sheffield Bridge, Fran Drescher was abducted by aliens. She was Mr. Sheffield's nanny. We're connecting the well, dots. Well, We're it. connecting the dots. It always comes back to Fran. <laughs> God damn it. He was getting, getting down that rabbit hole. I'm in, listen, I dug the rabbit hole myself, <laughs> and I'm trying to pull you bitches down there with me, all right? I don't want to go. Brad, you're coming. So an, an, after an amber glow emerged from both sides of the road, Reed called being Reed recalled being taken to a hangar-like area that was bigger than a football field. We encountered something, Reed said. It was definitely not of this world. We had a black and white television at the time, and the imagery that we saw on this thing was unbelievable. There was lights that looked like fluorescent tubing inside of a hangar. This hallway that we had seen was circular with a Y configuration, almost to control the flow of traffic. This one room had a bowed-in wall that was rounded. This was not like something that you would have seen in 1969 anywhere else. I have no idea where I was, but I know what I, I, know what I saw was very different than anything I'd ever seen 50 years later. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, th- I mean, that's a cr- like a crazy thing to have like a vivid memory of, of like being inside like a hangar the size of a football stadium. Yeah, you're in yeah. the woods in Massachusetts going into a covered bridge and you end up in a warehouse. It's too specific, like, if, especially for a little kid to make up that, you know, hasn't experienced anything like that before. Like, the the details are too clear for it to be just like some imagination like but there's too many people first of all there's too many people that have similar stories and then if it's all children you would think they would make up vastly different yeah because kids imaginations are so crazy yeah Yeah. but here's john and i were actually uh thinking about something interesting too because if you look at the date when this happened which was 1969 and it was in massachusetts which is close to um uh whatchamacallit what college is it where they were doing MK Ultra studies. Oh yeah, yeah, it was um not uh, uh, Harvard. Not Harvard. I was going to say Cambridge. Uh, Harvard. They were doing MK Ultra studies, which is basically they were trying to figure out ways to see if they could control people's minds through the use of psychedelics. Yeah. Which also you were just talking about if every time you take or not every time, but you tend to have the exploding head syndrome when right, you take right. psychedelics. So I'm wondering, or we had talked about the they idea just that did like a quick crop dose to LSD over all the whole, the whole county. <laughs> Nadine and Barb just swathed the whole entire mountainous region with LSD, and now everybody there had a similar experience. And I'm wondering if it could have just been like a mass government. Um, like experiment to see how people would react to something like that. I think so too because Possibly. it's a small, you know, like town, everything's kind of confined and really like the, one of the things that like all of the stories are the same on are the big blinding lights. Right. How easy would it be just to shine some big ass floodlights at some people who are high as fuck and freak them out? Pretty right. fucking easy. Leah Leahface uh, in the chat says, I have a vivid memory of waking up in the middle of the night, walking out to the porch on the second floor and seeing a blinding white light and a gray alien-type figure standing in the doorway of the porch. Can't remember anything after that. Jesus. That is terrifying. That is super yeah. terrifying. <laughs> um, well, Leah, I hope... I hope that never happens again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, glimpses. So back to back to the story here. Glimpses of this strange uh, place muddied his brain until he realized they were back inside the car. His grandmother and mother had switched seats. So I, think I actually the, laughed I at that. Love the that interesting part. part. I think that's the most interesting. Part. Yeah. yeah. Whoever took them did not put them back the way they found them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't tell the difference between them. They're like, ah, oh, these two meat bags with the long dark hair are exactly the same. Yeah. I can't tell or the it's, a, it's stupid government employees fucking up their job. 
Yeah. Like, not taking the right notes. I remember on the show, he said that, like, there's no way his grandmother would ever be in that seat because she didn't drive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, yeah. I'm wondering if Granny was just tripping balls. Yeah. yeah, and then she got behind the wheel of the car like, let's drive. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, everything got really calm. It was like being in the middle of a hurricane. Wait. That makes no sense. Yeah. There's nothing calm about being in no, the middle, in of, the the middle of, of a hurricane. hurricane. In the eye of a hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. The m- literal middle. Yeah. All right, syntax. Uh, there was a barometric change in pressure. It was like a dead silence, and then there was an eruption of crickets and frogs, and it got really loud, and that was it, Reed said, adding that it was all quite confusing. To say the fucking least. Jesus. Reed uh, has been the most vocal witness to the 1969 Berkshire UFO. He helped convince other witnesses to pool money together to erect a 5,000-pound concrete monument, which was built uh, by the covered Sheffield Bridge where he saw the UFO with his family. Uh, Why? Painting and lighting decorations were also placed around the monument after it was erected. That is the stupid. I, I, what a I'm waste. I'm sorry for what he went through, and maybe that made him is a little Is that the dumb. monument? Uh, that's yeah, that's a cover bridge. No, to the right there in the picture. Right yeah. on the right. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Lauren? But just like, what, like, what is the point uh, to build a monument for a UFO abduction? I mean, really, like, monuments are like kind of pointless to Well, they built... With. They built like a Look Mothman the, monument. The Egyptians built the yeah, pyramids. But, but Mothman yeah. is, yeah. I don't know. There's something, there, you know what it is? There There wasn't just one Mothman incident. It's such like a prevalent story. It's like happening. Well, yeah, like but this a, had like 40 people seeing the UFO on the same night. Ah, uh, fine. I feel like they should have just buried the old lady there and put her grave there, and that would have been good enough. Called it a day. Oh. But like, no, they raised $5,000. Like, I wish they would just do so. Oh, Oh, I'm finally seeing the monument. Oh, it's ugly too. Yeah. It's just a, it's it's just a square. It's just a square. Like okay. at least make it cool. They could have done like a UFO right. shape. It's really or, heavy. Exactly. Yeah. Moth- <laughs> That's its claim to fame. It's like it's five thousand pounds. The yeah. Mothman monument looks cool as fuck. If they did like a fucking alien, then yes, absolutely. That would have been, okay. been cool. I think I think we can all kind of agree that like if like a if a, a harsh murder or something takes place, that there's a chance of like a spirit being attached to that and it's going to haunt like a certain area or something. Uh-huh. So what happens if like aliens abduct somebody and they actually fucking murder them? Like do they go haunt the aliens? You better fucking believe I, I mean, am, I, I, I'm going to fuck those aliens up, you, bro. You, listen, E.T. <laughs> Elliot's coming way. back for some vengeance, bitch. <laughs> well, the rest of the story is just talking about uh, the, the legal controversy surrounding the monument that's been removed. Oh. And how and ugly the, the monument is. And I feel they need, the aliens need to come and abduct that monument yeah. because it's a sight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? Uh, moving on to cryptozoology, we're going to talk about the Alabama white thing. Because uh, I guess Hugh thought it was funny that, yeah. uh, that uh, the monster in Alabama is white. Uh, not only is he white, but he's also a Trump supporter. Yeah. He hates Antifa. <laughs> and he also is a proponent for ICE. So I'm just saying, it, that information's not on here, but I'm just... You can kind of infer. Statistically can... speaking. Yeah. I feel like he always has a gun on him. That's why they call him white things. Like, I keep that white thing on me. Yeah. It stands on two legs, runs on all fours. It even has its own Facebook page with over 2,000 members. <laughs> so QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we found it. Yeah, what is that? Is that a kangaroo cat? Yeah, this is one of the that's one of the white drawings things? of the white thing. Drawings, the drawings. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna say thing, we might say drawings. So. Yeah, uh, there have been sightings of this creature for over a hundred years. Descriptions of the being vary as much as the explanations. The triangle of Morgan, 
Etowa and Jefferson counties are the hotbed for the reported encounters. Almost all of the reports state that it is seven to eight foot tall, covered in white hair, and its screams sound like a woman. <laughs> that could literally be any scenario transpiring in Alabama at any time. Well, so I just got to point out. It's like literally out. anybody that goes, that's anybody on the basketball team at Auburn. Claude yeah. has, you know, his wife was acting up and she needed a little disciplining. Yeah. So she's screaming. Yeah. No, I just feel like that. Like, I feel like they're saying it as an insult to the things. Like, yeah, it screams like a woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are they cryptid shaming? Yeah, it feels, that feels like an insult. Maybe, okay. Can we maybe, this is 2020. It's possible it could just be a fucking woman oh you know what white thing is a woman i gotta wax my beard maybe she just never does it (laughs) maybe she just never does it uh some report a foul odor like dead animals when the white thing is around still checks out for alabama some say it looks like a white lion it's a tall white creature about seven foot tall with a kangaroo-like body and a cat head (laughs) the description is constantly changing an albino bear Oh my god. A hairless, pale, skinny, nimble humanoid. That could be me. It's a dog. <laughs> a large ghost like creature that walks on all fours. An albino Sasquatch or Bigfoot or Yeti. It's an apparition or a ghost. What? And interdimensional <laughs> being. You know what? Why not? An alien humanoid. Some report a red eye shine. <laughs> wow. Said to throw that tidbit Why in there. Why are we throwing the red eye shine in at the I end? feel like these people are seeing lots of different stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just the, what the only thing it didn't come with is a side of fries. <laughs> I don't know. I this the foul odor uh it, like dead animals. That's usually reported um like a foul odor like a sulfur like odor is like with like Bigfoot. Yeah. 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 So that's interesting, you know. That's like if you're in the woods and you smell something like that, like it can't be fucking good. No, you know, what? Yeah. honestly though, I there, I don't believe this one just because like I feel like somebody did hear about Bigfoot, and then was like, you know what we need in Alabama? We need a Bigfoot. We need a scary monster out there. And so, like, he heard about the stink. He's like, well, we gotta describe it that way or it's not believable. Yeah. Go get Stinky Randy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a Randy, right? Uh, In the 1930s, most reports called it a monster that ran on all fours. It could climb trees and would wait for people to come along that it could leap on. Ah. In the 1940s, George Norris had an encounter. Uh, Who Veneta, the fuck is George Norris? George Norris Veneta is the Martin father Smith Chuck describes Norris. it. Who is it? The father of Chuck Norris. He fucked White Thing and Chuck Norris was born. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, see, White Thing is afraid of Chuck so Norris. This is a kangaroo oh, yeah. leg. This is uh, someone else describing it. Uh, old man George Norris seen it over there <laughs> in Enon Graveyard, and he said it looked like a lion. I f- hold on. I you feel know. like you need to add some affectation. Yeah, you need yeah. to do this. If we're gonna, if we're gonna do this, give show some res- put some respect on all them right, words. All right. Old man George Norris seen it over there in Enon Graveyard and said it looked like a lion. You know, bushy betwixt a dog and a lion. I love he, the word betwixt. It was white and slick with long hair. It had a slick tail down on the end of the tail, a big old bush of hair. Sounds he like went up dick. against a tree and fell asleep. When he woke up, the sun was just rising, and the white thing was laying right beside him. <laughs> they definitely and it was fucked. looking at him, and he didn't offer to hurt him or nothing. <laughs> See, wow. that's I love so if the southern see, hospitality comes along with cryptids in Alabama as well. I feel yeah. like if you see a monster, don't just lay down and take a nap. Yeah, no, Maybe no, no. In fact, he's probably he's probably really nice. He's gonna bring him a bunt cake. You yeah. know, meet him at church on Sunday. Who's a Christian? Obviously, he's a Christian if we're yeah. in Alabama. Make him a quilt. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the woman's uh, the, what are the, the woman's league or yeah, exactly the woman's auxiliary. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, in later decades, it became described as walking upright and stood at least seven feet tall. Most witnesses could not describe many details like what the face looked like or the hands or feet. But overall, witnesses did not seem to be frightened of the sight of the white thing or of the things it did. No, but if it was black, they would have been. Oh, they would have been like... <laughs> In Alabama? Yeah. There's a black, we're on our nine, way. 999, bitch. Yeah. There's a black thing, we're on our way. Is that enough? <laughs> what bothered them the most was the scream. They especially disliked it when the creature would stand over them and scream into their face. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing that you're allowing this thing to get in your personal aura? (laughs) Trying to fuck, probably. You know what? I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) I want to put on a white wig and then just run around the woods in Alabama and scream at people. That's what I want to do. The calls of the creature have been described as like a woman's or a baby crying or a woman screaming, panther-like screams, and some talk of it barking in the woods at night. She's a cougress. Everyone's wife sounds different. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Yeah. Uh, Madison Howard's great-grandmother talked of seeing the creature. The furry white being would watch her from the woods as she would hang up her wet laundry to dry on the clothesline. She and many others of that time period spoke of the white thing like you would speak of any animal you saw in the woods, like deer or raccoons, something common and expected. Uh, You want to take it here, Lauren? Yeah. Older stories also talk about the white thing as being around funeral wakes. It It was expected to see it around during that time. There's a story of an old woman who heard a commotion outside her house one summer night, figuring some animal was at her garden patch or perhaps disturbing her dogs. She grabbed her hoe and headed outdoors. Oh, her best friend was over. (laughs) She was surprised to see her dogs cowering and whimpering on the porch. She headed to her garden, which was next to the house. There she found the white thing helping itself to vegetables from the garden plot. So it's fucking vegan as well. That's the worst part about all of it. That's why they don't like it. Yeah. Both she and the creature started stared at each other. The creature dropped the vegetables and ran past her on all fours, heading for the woods. I, you know, the so things I, I you know. learn this about is, Alabama. Yeah, this is pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's a. I, it seems to me like it's a multitude of different paranormal things that people are just like, it's the white thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that white, it, and I love that. If it Bigfoot, is like a white foot coyote, First, white thing, <laughs> right? And having anything being albino is already like a rarity in nature. So like a like a white tiger or a white horse or, or a, not horse, but like a giraffe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now you've got two mythological creatures that have created an offspring that's like a white being. And then of course it you know chose Alabama to settle down at. I find interesting exotic yeah. Alabama. Exotic Alabama. Um. I want to remind you guys: give us a follow here on Twitch if you're uh, in the or if you're watching the stream right now and you have not clicked follow. Please give us a follow and remember: if uh, you subscribe or gift a subscription, if you to gift someone, a subscription, I will give you a one-card tarot reading. Yeah, you get a tarot card reading. So I that's will put fun. on my turban, pull out my crystal ball sack, and hook you up. All right. Nice. Uh, before we take a break, we're going to talk about uh, trucker scary stories. Ooh. Do a couple. We'll do a couple because yeah. we're uh, yeah. running kind of long was, in the yeah. front part. And I really want to get into this uh, synchronicity. Yeah, style. synchronicity is oh, cool as shit. So much to say. It's gonna uh, So here's a uh, let's see. The hanging man. A trucker was driving home to see his family and took a shortcut through a desolate back road. He'd heard stories of ghostly tales uh, regarding the back road, and at 3:40 in the morning, he met one himself. In a creepy area packed with old trees and shrubs, he saw a man hanging from a tree on the side of the road. Was this in Alabama? Yeah, it could have been. Some, yeah. <laughs> he stopped after passing the man and went back to look, but the man was gone. Oh, he got oh, down. Fuck. That's good. 
That's good. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> there's one time I was driving home, and close to my house, there's like, uh, there's not a lot of street lights, and there's like a lot of wooded areas. And I told you about it. It was when I was coming here for show. There's just a guy, and it was like lightly raining, standing on the side of the road, just like looking across the street. You just said like he wasn't the like the side of the road, though. He was like in the middle of a field, kind of. You said. Well, no, no. It's like it's like there's nothing but like trees and forest there, and he was just standing there, like looking. And it's freaked me the fuck out. Well, what really freaked me out when me and Lauren were on the way here, we saw an abnormally large specimen of a human being walking down thing. a sidewalk. He was on vacation. This guy, here. he looked like he was at least seven and a half feet tall. Yeah, he oh was. He might have been a fucking giant. One yeah. of them giants we were talking about last time. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. I uh, feel like truckers would be the ones to really witness because they go on like a lot of those oh, back yeah. roads and, and mountain in roads middle, up in the middle of the night. Yeah, they're and they're meth. always driving at night. Yeah, me- meth is a big contributing source to some of the things we're probably about to hear. It helps you see shit, man. It opens your. You know what? That's what we should do for the Halloween seriousnesses. Let's meth. all just like snort some meth. Pull out the Ouija board and see what the fuck happens. <laughs> I'm down for the Ouija board. We're Actually, definitely doing that. I'm because I don't. I'm not smoking meth. I'm trying to, you know, be kind to my yeah, lungs. It's good for your, lungs. But, your body's a temple. <laughs> yeah, and a channel for spirits that like meth. <laughs> All right. Brad, you coming? I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. At a shady truck stop near Corpus Christi, Texas, a trucker was about to fall asleep when he heard a loud bang on the side of his cab that startled him awake. He woke up to find a big lizard creature with I was just going to say, maybe it was a lot lizard. <laughs> lizard creature. <laughs> lot lizard, that, lizard creature. Yeah. One of the, she probably looked like a lizard, too. Oof, yeah. She's been out in the uh, sun all said day. She had glowing, <laughs> she had glowing red rock. eyes and uh, sharp teeth looking back at him. It just stood there for a few minutes, staring at the horrified trucker before flying over the cab and taking off into the night. Ooh. Oh, Again. Fly. Could have been a lot lizard. Could have been. Uh, let's see, the Lacanthrope. A trucker was resting at an empty lot waiting to pass off a load to another trucker at 3 a.m. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the first time this has happened. Yep. When he closed his eyes to nap, a barking dog woke him. He tried to ignore it, but the barking carried on and grew closer and closer. He sat up and looked out of his window only to see a 35-year-old man, a big guy, barking at the trucker. His <laughs> eyes crazy, frothing at the mouth. The trucker slowly pulled away, and the man chased him and continued to bark just like a dog. You oh know, my god! People don't bark at each other enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, just do it more, yeah. No, a bark is my like, safe word. I feel like bar fights would end, like they wouldn't even start if just one person just started barking. Like you're not oh, gonna yeah. hit a guy. Let's go get barking. belligerently drunk and test this theory out. People? I'm just gonna bark. Well, we were pretty much barking at people on Tuesday anyway, so <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to hang out ever again, Lord. <laughs> All right. I feel like some of these stories is like, you know, they're they're little vignettes of like a overall theme of like trucker fan yeah. fiction. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would read that trucker let's fan. See. You would write that. I would write that. Here, let's do let's do one more. I think this one's definitely mysterious. Uh, this one is called the jumpsuit bandit. Uh, a trucker. Oh, is it the the guy at three thousand feet? It could be the guy with the jetpack. Yeah. <laughs> a trucker who did uh, midnight runs was getting ready to park at a truck stop, also with no lights or other cars or trucks present, and he woke up the next morning parked on the side of the road with three highway patrol vehicles behind him. His truck had moved 15 miles from the truck stop where he'd parked, even though he'd been sleeping in the camper the whole time. Oh my God. The patrolman said that they'd seen a man in a black jumpsuit run away from the truck in a nearby field, leaving them to believe it was a thief who stole it and moved it. Oh, shit. But he was still in it? 
he was in sleeping in the cab. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a a bed. They have beds and shit in there. Yeah, I know well, that. Like the truck is like a mini RV. They got like a little kitchen and a bed and right. You know. So he was so he was asleep so soundly in his truck that yep. someone got in it and drove 15 miles. Drove yeah, bro. He does meth. We already a guy drove that. a guy a guy flew in with a jetpack, got <laughs> in the car, drove it 15 miles, and then he, he escaped in the jetpack. No, he ran into the woods, and then I saw him on the side. And Brad like it's like I just stole a truck, bro. I'm telling you, we are solving cases on this podcast. It's all connected. So um, I want to remind you guys, we do have another podcast that we'd like you to listen to. Check that out at somethingplanet.com. In case you can't get enough of these three. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Also, yeah, give us a a subscribe on YouTube. That always helps us. Uh, The Something Planet YouTube channel is youtube.com slash somethingplanet. And remember to follow Mysteriousnesses on TikTok and Twitter. We're not, no, we're not on TikTok. Twitter and all that, whatever. You know, wherever the fuck. I will say this it is worth subscribing to Something Planet. Uh, for their weekly show every Monday at 9.30, they go live because this past Monday, not only did I get to partake in seeing you guys eat those disgusting fucking jelly beans, but I was able to add a little something to my spank bank when John oh. decided to come out here in his kimono. Yeah, I, oh, that's right. Kimino. I did wear a kimono. Yeah. You know what's funny? I feel like the kimono would be more appropriate for this kind of podcast. I don't know. Just yeah, we have more people. Weird. Yeah. You know what would be more appropriate? We had more people watching last night, and I think it was because of the kimono. I honestly. do. <laughs> I think it would have been more appropriate if the homosexual in the room actually owned a kimono, but I'm, I don't own one, and John happens to have one. Oh, and I it got, was, I got and two. And it was draped very elegantly it upon was? that slender body. I got two. They're both silk. The only uh-huh. thing that was missing was Someone feeding him some grapes and fanning him. Although I think Lauren could do that without ask, without, uh, abs- without question. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Never that. Not some exotic fruits. <laughs> I'll throw fruits at him. That's All right, for sure. Uh, listeners uh, on the live stream, we're gonna take a quick break. It's not gonna be very long. Uh, listeners at home, you know, it's just only gonna be a few seconds. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with synchronicity. Yeah, Woo! boy.
welcome back. We are we are back from our little break. We had to get drinks. We had to use the potty. I'm using it still. Wait. Yep. Damn it. No, no, no. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a supernatural thing. That's how you keep the ghosts away. I left my genitals in there. Yeah, we got another. Is the camera back on us? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got the camera back on us. I have such a delay on the Twitch app. So oh, no, the Twitch app is very delayed. Yeah. I, I think it's that way for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So. Uh, yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for our new subscribers, including uh, JTSM1080. Thanks yes, for thank following you. us. Yes, thank you. We appreciate uh, that. Let's see. Two hours ago, we had Witchery88 follow us. Yes, so that's yes. And then earlier in the day, we had Blazing Beast11 follow us. Ooh, so that's Blazin great. Blazing Beast. And shout out to all the people in the chat. RKGRAU, Growl, Not Corporal, Lurks. I like Lurks. Lurks. There's an air of mysteriousness I think about I think Lur- Lurks. Lurks is uh, one of your. The game stream viewers, I believe. It might be. I feel I like so. they need to add one more X, though, to really just... Oh, yeah. Bring it back to 2007. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's uh, Commander Root? No. Bucks? Bucks? Bucks some limb and another TV viewer. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any conspiracy theories that you'd like for us to discuss on this podcast or any nonsense that you think would be worthy of us chatting about, tell us in the chat or send us an email or something. Hit us up in our DMs. You know yeah, what to what's do. A, what's the email? Send us a dick pic. Um, is it podcastmysteriousnesses at gmail.com? Mysteriousnessespodcast at gmail.com. Okay. okay. Yeah. So. Either or. Find us on social media. DMs are good. The chat is better. Do it in the chat. Yeah, do it in the chat. Let's do it live. Definitely. Make Um, it permanent. Right now, uh, in our feature segment, we're going to be talking about synchronicities. So let's uh, let Hugh, you give us a little. Hugh did a whole report on this. Okay. First of all, I get a little. I get a little over. uh, I get a little crazy when it comes to research on things, and I'm trying to pull up the damn my whole thing I did. Damn it! I got it right here. I can Chromecast it to you. Um. I'm going to pull it up on my phone because I feel like I can read that better than having to stand that way. Okay, so basically we're going to be talking about synchronicity. And for those that don't know, uh, synchronicity, we're going to talk about the mundane variant of it as far as like what does it mean on a non-spiritual level. And then we're going to... Basically just means coincidence, right? Yeah. uh, But a, a meaningful coincidence. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about the spiritual aspects of uh, synchronicity, which, um, and then some of the things that come along with it. So um, the mundane aspects of synchronicity are, it's a concept that was first introduced by psychologist Carl Jung, Young Jung, uh, which holds the events... Young. Young, whatever. Every, every time I say it, I'm always corrected. It's pronounced Jung, or it looks like Jung, but it's pronounced Young. Right. But young, then I hear when I every philosophy. time I say young, people say no, it's Jung. Oh, well, maybe you it know, is Jung. You know. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Some fucking German psychiatrist yeah. that probably was into scat play uh, holds. <laughs> Becca Oldum. Yeah, it's shy as a video. That's what the Red Book is all about, actually. Is scat play. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. That's why it's so expensive. <laughs> it gives you the inner workings, how to connect with your shadow yeah, self. Yeah, it took them like years and years to publish it because he was ashamed it was an entire book about scat play. Really? No, no. It's it's actually like his, uh, as Young's uh, occult writings are in the Oh, book. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was, okay, so like that kind of ties into this because basically... Um, he had several definitions of the term synchronicity, and then some of them are uh, meaningful coincidences, a causal parallelisms, a meaningful coincidence of two or more events where something other than the probability of chance is involved, 
um, and then just meaningful, meaningful coincidence. And though he coined the term, Young only gave a full statement on the topic in 1951 one time. And he would use this concept to argue the existence of the paranormal. And, you know, science today is basically calls uh, synchronicities just mere coincidences. And though people may experience synchronicity often, it's how one person will react to it which determines their potential uh, for to fall into delusional thinking or schizophrenic behavior. So this is a, a slippery, can be a slippery slope. It can, because we, as people, we are inherently and innately made to find patterns in things, right? Like it's a, it's a survival, it's part of our instinct to see things um, and to find distinguish, distinguishable it's just, patterns. It's kind of something that the human brain does if it doesn't have all of the information. Right. It'll just make some shit up. You right, know, but like, if you don't have all of your fact, your uh, you know your factory, what do they what do they call it? Your all factories, all factories working at the right time, you can fall into this idea. And like, and one of the examples I gave here in the notes is the number twenty three, the movie with Jim Carrey. That's I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah, he obsesses over that number, and he looks and he's seeing it everywhere, and it's kind of like. If you want to find something, I tend you tend to be able to find it in whatever it is you're looking yeah. for. Basically, it's usually called like the brown car effect, where you, like you never really see a brown car, but once you do, now you're aware of it and you're seeing it everywhere. Yeah, you yeah. buy a you buy a Nissan Sentra, you've you never it noticed everywhere. it before, but now you see every single one that's on the road. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So going into Brought this a little you by Nissan Sentra. Not yet. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Definitely not. Manif we're, ma we're manifesting. We're more of a Peugeot <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, Alfa Romeo. We got a Daewoo. Oh, okay. That's us. That's us for sure. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's one of those uh, little tykes, red cars with the yellow <laughs> roofs. That would be us. Yeah, that's, that's more like it. Not even a Power Wheel. Not nope, even like the nope, Thunderbird you gotta, you gotta Jeep. You it yourself. Yeah, it, we're Fr Fred Flintstoning it up exactly. in this bitch. Yes. So Young believed life was not just a series of random events, but rather an expression of a deeper order. Uh, this deeper order led to the insights that a person. This deeper order would lead to insights that a person was both embedded in a universal wholeness, and that the realization of this was more than just an intellectual exercise. Um, so basically, from a religious perspective, synchronicity shares a similar characteristic to a intervention of grace or like a divine intervention of sorts. Yeah. And then to give an example of where where this kind of stems from is as a psychiatrist, he was seeing a patient of his, and there's a story called the Scarab story, and this is I written, like this story. Yeah, it's a very interesting story, and this is written in his voice. So. Um, by way of example, I shall mention an incident from my own observation. A young woman I was treating had, at a critical moment, a dream in which she was given a golden scarab. While she was telling me this dream, I sat with my back to the I sat with my back to a closed window. Suddenly, I heard a noise behind me, like a gentle tapping. I turned around and saw a flying insect knocking against the window pane from outside. I opened the window and caught the creature in the air as it flew in. It was the nearest analogy to a golden scarab that one finds in our latitudes—a scarab scarabaid beetle, this common rose beetle, which. Um, which I guess is contrary to its usual habitat, had eventually felt the urge to get into the dark room at this particular moment. It was an extremely, it was an extraordinarily dif difficult case to treat in reference to the woman, and up to the time of the dream, little or no progress had been made. 
I should explain that the main reason for this was my patient's animus, which was steeped in Cartesian philosophy and clung so rigidly to the own idea, to their own idea that she was unable to weaken it. So basically, the the well, power the, the, the animus uh, from Jungian philosophy is like the male's like feminine side, right? That, like society. So there's the anima, rejects. anima, not anima, the anima. And the animus, animus. Yes. yes, the male-female duality. So that was a synchronistic moment. So yeah, to see two beetles may not you know be one thing, but the fact that they were literally speaking about a dream that she had about a beetle, and then the beetle came to the window, he opened it, caught it, and then it was there. That was more than just like a mere coincidence. It was it was serendipitous in nature almost, and and what happened. Or maybe they just spoke it into existence. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. where we can get into the spiritual side of stuff. Right. Her thought, like I I think that remark on the way she like her philosophy is really interesting because Cartesian uh, philosophy is like a thought experiment wherein the individual's mind is actually separate from the body and the outside world and you're like kind of outside of yourself directing your body around. Kind of like an avatar. Or avatar, yeah. Which I think, like, I I like his like shade on that. It's like, oh, well, you know, she's into this shit, you know. Right. That almost goes along with the simulation theory. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and I think Where, psychologically... You know, all living in a simulation. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like right. this is just a big video game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you go into the more mundane aspects of it, people will discredit synchronicity by saying, you know, if you look at the law of truly law of truly large numbers, it states that in large enough populations, any strange event is arbitrarily likely to happen by mere chance. There's also confirmation bias, a tendency to search for or interpret new information in a way that confirms one's preconceptions. And then there's another thing called apophonia, a term used uh, for the mistaken detection of a pattern or meaning in a random or meaningless data. Um, so that's your mundane side. Yeah, okay. and Jung also believes, yeah, like, like uh, what were you saying, the Cartesian philosophy or whatever? Well, no, he, like, he was, no, he he's was not, shading he, her on that one. He right. was referencing that she clung on to this so right, construct. But he, he, but he had, he had like, similar ideas that, like, we were all, like, all of our uh, consciousnesses were part of a collective. Well, yeah, and, he has similar ideas that he, like, mentions in, like, his later writings, but, like, for this, I imagine he was publishing it in more of his uh, psychology yeah. stuff. That, so right. like, he tried to keep that as separate as possible. He yeah. was definitely into archetypes. He was definitely into, I don't, I wouldn't call it like spirituality, but I feel like there was a little crack in the door of the willingness to try to explain it in the most sensible way as far as like our purpose here in a way. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, then it goes, okay, so with synchronicity, a lot of times in, it, on the spiritual aspect of things, we talk about um, things that keep appearing, right? So um, a lot of people in the pagan, spiritual, new age, whatever communities, they'll call, like, there's a thing called 1111. Have you guys heard of 1111? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's, so synchronistic numbers constantly popping up in your face. Like, have you ever had any numbers, like constantly. repetitive numbers? Yep. So have you ever thought about it? Like, what does that mean? No, I, 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 every time... I do. I'm like, is it just random? Or so what? Like, what numbers do you usually see? Eleven, eleven is a big one. Okay. Um, is it just when you check the clock, or is it like you look on like a receipt? You see that on like a cost of something? No. Yeah. 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 Like it's not just a time thing. Like I, those numbers, I see that like a lot. Of I always look up at eleven, eleven for some reason. Okay. Or I always look at the clock. Do you uh, do you do you feel that there's some sort of um, higher meaning to it, or you just it's a coincidence to you? 
Uh, yeah, to me, I, I've never actually thought about it too much. No? Just like, oh, it's a fun time. Well, I were you familiar with synchronicity in the yeah. concept? Because, I mean, you you know about Young. Yeah. And then what about you, Lauren? I've, I mean, 11-11, to me, I always associate with the Four of Wands, just because that's the 11-11 card. So anytime ah! I see that, that's where my mind goes. So that, okay. So, like a divine union. Well, the Four of Wands is the marriage card. Exactly. Girl, so you know if I, if are you I guys see... saying wands? Or wands. Like wands. In the... D- in a, yeah, Juan, yeah, four, four, four Mexicans Juan. hanging out at a quinceanera. Yeah. <laughs> Which one you gonna marry? <laughs> Look at them four of Juan. Yes. <laughs> um, so basically, well, we had a eleven eleven, or we had an eleven 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 today. So when we yeah. started talking about synchronicity today, not only did we have that, but I had another situation happen too. But Morin went on to our Instagram page for mysteriousnesses, and we had a hundred and eleven people following us, and we were also following a hundred and eleven people. Yeah. That was interesting. That was freaky. at that moment. And yeah. then when she sent the the screenshot to us, I looked down at my phone, and it was five fifty five. Yeah, when so. she sent that, which was really weird. And then I had another synchronistic moment earlier today when someone sent me a text message and they were talking about how the universe wants them to read a certain book. And as they sent me that, I was writing down the word universe for this research. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was also in reference to synchronicity. So it was almost like... Very meta. It was very meta. Well, it was very weird. Shit happens to me you and your friends too, use man. the term universe quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're starting a cult. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to join, it's $1,000 a head. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And you got to get a brand of my initials on your inner thigh. You got to wear that red kimono if you're joining, John. <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. Because my frog's jumping over here about that. Now, I don't know if this is synchronicity or not, but one of the things that I always do notice is like going on a long car trip when the time of, like, the time that I'm in matches the miles that I have left to get there. Wow, oh. so that's that, very and that, that's a and, weird one. Yeah, and ha- and it's well, it's like it's always a little bit before I get to the destination. So it'll be like I have I have fucking I don't know twenty twenty miles to go, and it'll be twenty twenty o'clock. minutes <laughs> twenty minutes. Yeah, oh, military time? You keep on well, your phone? No, no, I was I, I don't I know why I said twenty and then Damn. I said it. Yeah, but it's it's weird. It it always happens. Yeah, it's like twelve miles yeah. left yeah. and then it hits midnight. Yeah. yeah. As you're going home. Well, a weird one that I get is uh, not all the same numbers, but like one, two, three. uh, Consecutive numbers. consecutive numbers. So that could mean uh, the manifestation of something coming because you're going upwards. Ah, okay. And if you're going backwards, like declining in in value, things are, it's like it's um, banishing, getting away from. I look at the clock at 12.34 pretty often. Oh, really? Not on purpose. Do you guys ever wake up at 3.33 in the morning? I've done that one before. I don't like that, that one. That's but, a con- yeah, it's, yeah, that one creeps me out. Yeah. I usually Four. go to bed at 3.33 in the morning. <laughs> John's, John's the reason why. <laughs> 4.27 and 7.47 always stick out to me because 4.27 was the price of with taxes for a rental. When I worked at Blockbuster, it was $3.99 when tax came out to 4.27. If you got two older movies, it came out to 7.47. So for some reason, I always when I, I always so staring at numbers. the cash register for years. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's just you like, are, you have... Bonded over but the, when I, when the trauma I, bonded over blockbuster like, prices. I mean, yeah, how many times did you punch that into the cash register? You know, it's ingrained in your. No, memory. that's what I'm saying. But years later, when I worked at like Steak and Shake, 
the price of some items came out to those totals too. Interesting. So it was just I mean, so that you can actually go in well, I mean, the and price look of a combo up. Is three ninety nine. Let's take it. Well, yeah, but I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you asked same me to tax. come here, John. It's like same tax. I want a steak sandwich and a side of synchronicity, bitch. Yeah. Well, the seven forty seven though isn't because you have to get two specific menu items for okay. it to equal that. So. So basically, in order to buy yeah, so into the these, yeah, spiritual aspect mean? of synchronicity, uh, you have to believe in some sort of idea that the that mind and matter are the same thing, or that there's some higher connection in between everything in the universe. So whether you believe in God or a deity, or you believe that there is a collective consciousness, or the interconnectedness of everything, and then um, so basically, the numerological aspect of synchronicity, there's uh, corresponding values and principles and meanings behind each one. So, for instance, 1111 is the most commonly talked about number in reference to synchronicity. And 11 is known um, to the people in the spiritual community as a master number. So, when you see the numbers 1111, it is basically the universe sending you a cosmic yes. So, you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. Right. You're on the right path. The universe is letting you know, you, letting you know you're in line with your cosmic purpose. Uh, it's like a little wink from the universe. And then another thing that they say you should do is if you do see 11-11, be, try to be mindful of the thoughts going through your brain at that point mm. because whatever it is you're thinking is about to be manifested into this reality. Okay. And you need to ask yourself what it is that I'm thinking at the moment. Do I want this to happen? And I happen to masturbate at 11-11 every day and I've <laughs> never the said no. Or the nighttime? Both. Nice. Yes. 11-11-1-1-1-2-2-2 like every, every hour. Cuckoo now, clock. what about like it, the, I mean, because synchronicity is happening to me outside of numbers, too. Oh, they and definitely that, have that does happen outside of numbers. So there's the numerological aspect. Well, we're going to get to it. Let's go over some more of these numbers. Um, and then, some of these numbers. So basically, uh, one symbolizes manifestation, assertion, and the positive active principle. It stands for... Um, it represents the ego, self-assertion, positism, and uh, in a religious sense, it symbolizes the Lord. So, like, if you think about zero, zero is like the cosmic egg; it's nothingness. Yeah. One is the manifestation of of consciousness, of existence. Gotcha. And then, like, uh, for instance, in tarot, one is associated with the magician, which wand. is he care. And if you look at the tarot card, he's got a wand, and he has all of the tools needed to manifest his reality. Mm -hmm. um, and then, for instance, like if you keep seeing two, two, two. Um, some of the things that are associated with 222 is balance, love, relationships, and choices. So if you think two, like two different people, it also could be polarity and duality. So as above, so below. It could be finding love with a partner, stability. I always think of... Uh, Oop, I've been getting this one lately. I'm stoked. I always I think of Cloris Leachman. It might be a little, a little dated reference to. So TV you're manifesting show. Cloris Leachman no, in the reality. No, the TV show Apartment Two Two. Oh, it's Two Two Seven. Oh, never mind. Never mind. You're trying to make a synchronicity out of a. I. I never mind. But this wrong. can happen when you get deep into this. You your brain will start to push things. And it's oh like, yeah, because memory cannot be trusted. Memory yeah. Will no. Yeah, so like your brain will. So like John says, it'll fill in the so holes. So if you get into this, which I I really like this as like as like a guide. Uh, especially since we started getting into it, because I really didn't know much. What? No, I just had, I like, I finished saying, but I just had a synchronicity <laughs> thing that I just remembered that was fucking oh, okay. crazy. Oh, okay. Okay, wow, that was powerful. Yeah. Uh, but, like, as a, as a guide, I really like these things, but I did notice that I was getting in kind of deep on it, and I think this is one of those things where you have to balance yourself. That's like, what we were saying earlier. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Right, right. 
You can't like uh, you can't be like f- concentrating on this all of the time. You know, no. You, you gotta, gotta use let these. It happen. You gotta use these as like indications of like to like focus on certain aspects of your own life. And, and this not is just the numer- just finding the synchronicities everywhere. Right. This is just a numerological standpoint because numerology can be its own little occult practice in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's, right. You know, it's very esoteric. Or and it could just also be like a way to dig into your own uh, subconscious. Right. And that's what tarot is because like for right. instance, like tarot is a story of life it's from beginning to end and basically like i said we all establish patterns we we find patterns in things and we apply them to our social construct of living and that that's what makes them hold value but anyways what were you going to say Brent? okay yeah check this out so two different shows uh there's the show which i love new girl i've literally watched new girl thousands of times through the seasons just over and over again and then there's the show good girls they both have the name girl in it so okay that's whatever that's normal there's an episode and new girl where one of the characters' dad is trying to sell a horse to these Russian guys. Mm-hmm. And one of the Russian guys is like, oh, you wearing a wire? And he's like, he starts saying, take off your pants, take off your pants. And it's like thick Russian accent. Years later, I'm watching Good Girls. And one of the characters goes to get training from Krav McGraw. And the scene right before it, the character who goes to get training from Krav McGraw He's with his wife, and she just comes home, and she says, take off your pants. And then the very next scene, that guy who said that in New Girl is there, and he's the Krav Maga instructor. I am astonished that you remembered both of those things in and of itself. No, because when it happened, I remember, like, this is a crazy it was so specific. coincidence. And then she was just talking, it just popped up into my head. No, he's and not, the name and of the he, episode was Take Off Your Pants, too. And he's not really exaggerating on the amount of times that he's watched. Oh, no, yeah. He's watched, watched, oh, really? He's oh, yeah, probably yeah. watched every episode 12 times, yeah, at least. This, at least, probably more, The yeah. deep spiritual meanings of New Girl. Of New yeah. Girl. So I don't know if you guys want to go over any more of the numbers. Yeah, I do. I, I, I love okay. these numbers. So 333 stands for the Trinity, uh, Harmony, Creation, Higher Purpose. If you think like the God, God Son, and the Holy Spirit, Maiden, Mother, Crone. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the male version. It's sage something, whatever. Sage, yeah. solitude, and semen. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's just semen, yeah, it's semen, semen, semen. Yeah, semen, Tri- semen triple semen. semen. Yeah. Um, ah, triple semen. Yeah. Is that a horse name or a strain of marijuana? It sounds like a drink. Ah, that's exactly <laughs> I mean, it uh, you can It is liquid. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got some some issues going on with your plumbing. <laughs> you need to drink a little more water. Um, so, like, the uh, three represents the trinity of life. So, if, if you keep seeing the numbers 333, this is a signal in that it's time for you to wake up to your higher life purpose. This means you have a special mission in life to bring positive healing to others. This number is often symbolic of group cooperation and collaboration. Because if you think about it, between two people is one intimate relationship. Three can represent a, a third party coming into like a, a group. like a family dynamic. Right. Like or it could be like a... Rock. Three is the magic number. Three is the magic number. It is. And it's also representative of the triangle, which is a strong, solid structure. So if yeah. you're seeing threes, you can kind of attribute it to that. Um, and then in tarot, the number three is represented represented by the empress, which is a card of maternal influence. She's a creator of life, a creator of romance, and she's fertile. So it's like planting a seed, for mm. instance. <laughs> okay. Uh, 444 is manifestation. It's also representative of earth energy, stability, hard work, and dedication. So earth... I never see that one. Earth represents, tends to be uh, representative of tangible things or things of money and work. Um, And then also, if you think about the four elements... Earth, air, fire, and water. That could be representative of 444. Earth, wind, and fire, I think Um, it's called. Yeah, well, the the song. (laughs) Um, Do you remember? Do you you remember? (laughs) 
So if, you, if you're seeing 444, it just signifies that your ideas are taking shape into, into this tangible reality. They're coming into focus and actually happening. Um, it's giving you the much-needed validation. At times, you might feel misunderstood and no one agrees to, to your point of view. Um, this is a sign of unconditional love and demonstrates that no matter how other people are acting around you, your feelings are honest, true, and authentic. And back to the four, the four of wands in the tarot uh, represents marriage or a coming together of uh, celebratory things. Mm -hmm. But there's more. We can like put more on like show well, notes. I have uh, a... 555, what Lauren got today is uh, oh, yeah. visionary change, adventure, seeker, mysticism, communication, risk, truth, and imagination. Mysticism. That is literally your, like, that should be on your birth certificate. <laughs> she was born at 555. So you got in the, the one, 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 yeah, followed I, I by the five, five, five. Yeah, I've gotten that, and I've been getting two, two, two a lot lately. Yeah, Those you got a lot my... going on. I do. Well, I mean, part of it, I, I will attribute. I'll be honest. I will attribute it to some, like, to the brown car thing, where it's like right. we've been talking yeah. about this a right. lot. It's but, in the front of your mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to. And but maybe there's also like, yes, you could say, oh, well, it's more common because you're thinking about it. But it's also like maybe it's more common because I'm willing to see it. You know, right. that's, that's another side of that coin is like, I'm open to the idea. I'm open to receiving that communication. Well, and on a higher plane of thinking, if you dig into that a little deeper, the concept of what you think becomes your reality. And we are just a reflection. We are basically a, a reflection thing. of the universe um, experiencing itself. So basically we're just mirrors yeah. to our thoughts. I have an interesting synchronicity story that doesn't have to do with numbers. Yeah. Because, hmm. yeah. uh, you know, synchronicity could be anything. It's just kind of like, uh, you, you know. Well, it's like the scarab story. Uh, well, right. Or it's like, you know, uh, it's like the scarab story. Or it's like, it could be like uh, meeting someone over and over again. Yeah. Like, it was like, like uh, you know, you, you ever like meet somebody like three days in a row? Like, you don't know the person very well. And, you know, obviously it doesn't count for like people going to comedy open mic or anything like right. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you go to three different places three days in a row and you see the same person. Or like I've had it where I've been to two restaurants two days in a row and gotten the same waitress. Right. Or go you to know. like the same glory hole a couple days in a row, get same the same guy. dick. Same mouth. You know, it's uncircumcised and it's got a big vein on the right. Sometimes you can just, t <laughs> and it tastes the same. So I, I was, uh, my first tour in Iraq, uh, we went from uh, Kuwait all the way to Baghdad. And when we got to Baghdad, uh, you know, uh, this was... Um, this was in 2003, so if you remember the footage of like uh, Saddam when they were bringing down the statue, down. yeah, I was there for that, and uh, there was a lot of reporters in Baghdad at the time. Like they had gone there when the war was about to start in hopes to like you know cover it, right? Where and then once the war started, they all were essentially like hostages in the country. They couldn't leave the hotel hotels that they were in. Or I whatever. do remember that, yeah. So it was kind of scary for them because they were like, holy shit, these guys better hurry up and win the war because we're stuck here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we did get to Baghdad, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we beat all of those guys. And uh, in Baghdad, uh, you're not supposed to go to the bar, but obviously I go to the bar. I go to one of the bar. I don't go to like the one that's closest to where uh, my unit is, is positioned. Right. But I go to another one, maybe. They some... had bars in Baghdad? Yeah. Were they like underground, like speakeasy no, type Baghdad, bars? Baghdad, uh, uh, Iraq was a secular country. Yeah. It wasn't a very religious country. Really? Until after until it became Saddam like, was yeah. defeated. Yeah. yeah. No, like uh, women wore jeans in Baghdad. Like it was like a pretty oh. secular, secular place I mean, back then. For now, that's saying something. Yeah. Right, right. Considering how radicalized things are. A have lot become. of things are different now. Right. But, uh, back then, you know, it was like normal. Like some women, some women wore a hijab, some women didn't. You know, it was like a personal choice type of thing. Right. Uh, but people were allowed to drink. Mm -hmm. And so I remember going to the bar and taking a seat at the bar. You know, I'm in my 
utilities, bulletproof vests, like everything, you know, like uh, drinking, drinking beers and stuff. And uh, this guy sits down next to me, like tall, blonde guy, and uh, starts talking to me. He's from the Radio Netherlands, and he's, uh, he's reporting on the war for Radio Netherlands. Which is, I guess, their public radio. It's oh, like, like NPR? It's like yeah. NPR, BBC, or whatever. It's like, that's, that's what they have in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. So he asks if he can interview me, and I say, sure. Sure, if, man. I, I say, great. sure, if you let me use your satellite phone to call home. You know, because we didn't have any. Oh, yeah. We, that didn't, makes we sense. didn't, I mean, you know, we were, moving, we were moving so fast, we couldn't even do letters. So, you know, it's like, you know, call And probably me. for security reasons, I would assume. Security reasons. Too. So, I'm like, yeah. you know, call my mom, call my girlfriend, you know, that type of thing. Uh, I do the interview, I make the call, and then it's, it's, I'm on the, I remember being on the phone with my dad and then hearing like an explosion and a gunfight start. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to go. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Clark Kent goes into the phone yeah, booth, holy shit. pukes up the beer he just puked. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and uh, you know, and I, I I don't see the guy again. Uh, fast forward to two years later, I'm on my third tour in Iraq. Uh, I get woken up pretty early, and they tell uh, my my unit uh, that we got to go pick up a reporter from the field. No. I'm like, it's sure, not. you know, this happens once a week. You got to pick up a reporter from the field. Right, you know, like, right, uh, for protection Or and once everything. a month or whatever. You know, it's like they, they want to come back from the unit that they were covering or whatever. I go and we pull up and it's the same fucking guy from Radio Did he remember it was you? And he recognizes me immediately. Really? He's oh, like, wow. I won an award on the piece. <laughs> like, wow. Like, it was great. Can we do a follow-up? And so I do a follow-up and he's like, yeah, you're going to be famous in the Netherlands. Did you hear Holy another, uh, like, Jay, during the follow-up, the did another gunfight? Breakout? Uh, no, fun. that no, would have been crazy. Be so you're in a loop now, dude. Yeah. Not that time, yeah. but you know, it's it's just crazy. Like, what are the odds? That yeah, well, of the entire world. Especially since I probably I don't think I was supposed to be doing. A well, third the fact tour. that it was your third tour because I can understand like how many reporters could there possibly possibly be in Baghdad? Yeah. But you happen to be on tour, your third tour at and the this same is in time. Talusia. That this it's guy, a different city. Okay, yeah. So it was in, in the same country, but not even the same area. No. So that's no. that that would so I would definitely say that's a meaningful coincidence right. on a mundane level. On a spiritual level, who knows what could have been taking place. Now what about this? I've been dealing with a lot of synchronicity as far as like dating. Like when I first when I got divorced oh, and I, I first started this. dating, I dated three librarians. Back to back, and two all the same them, name. Two, two. Well, no, two, two of them are the same. Name. They were very similar. It was two. It was like it was Liz, Elizabeth, and then Amelia. So they're very similar names. Now, recently, I know a librarian named Amelia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Probably oh, it's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how Stephen Marlin's friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all been yeah, was, fucking Eskimo brothers no, no, no. and shit. No, no, no. We, we never had sex. We dated a couple times and we just became friends. No, oh, I was gonna say the, that would have been a weird synchronicity yeah. right then <laughs> no, and there. No, no, no. no. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Shout out to Amelia. Amelia. You're cool as shit. Oh, I love Amelia. She, yeah. I miss her. Uh, I used to go over to her house and we would drink wine. It was great. I did a tarot reading for her drunk as fuck at a, that uh, drunk history party that <laughs> uh-huh. they had. Uh, anyways, go back to your story. Now, recently, uh, I was I was just seeing a girl. She just moved away. Her name her name is uh, it's it's her pronounced Elise Elise Ann, but it's spelled like Alyssa Ann. Mm-hmm. Uh, two girls before that, both named uh, Alyssa. One was spelled differently, and now I have a date tomorrow night with a girl named Alyssa. So it's like four Alyssas. And when I was in high school, I was in love with this girl named fucking Alyssa, and she didn't want shit to do with me. So I don't know if I'm like putting like that Alyssa out is in the not universe. a real common. It's not name four so. four in a row though, and the, the, the three librarians in a row. But I That's think you're kind of just wanting to brag about getting that dick wet, Brad. Well, uh, throwing that throwing <laughs> that chocolate around I have, town. 
I'm not bragging. I'm just. And saying you it's also weird. you also have a type. It's like nerdy girls. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think I have a type. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I can. I mean, I like. I like all. I don't know. The universe seems to think otherwise. Uh, we do have a question in the chat. Uh, couple, I can't see actually. the chat. Yeah, what's the question? Oh, yeah. question, uh, question in the chat. Uh, this is from JTSM1080. Uh, where's things like the <laughs> golden ratio and Benford lo- Benford's law fall in compared to synchronicity? Um, well, I know in reference to like, okay, so if you're getting into like the golden ratio and shit, that's you're getting into like that's higher vibrate. That's crazy. No, I don't. No. <laughs> no, actually, I'm I'm kind of getting like you're into getting it. deep into it. There's so what a is guy- the golden ratio? Okay, so it's basically like the premise of all existence is based upon the golden ratio. Um, there's a guy named Robert Edward Grant on Instagram. If you're into like uh, sacred geometry and like how numbers and frequencies and vibrations all kind of work together uh, and music, um, he is like this insanely smart polymath. He's like an Archimedes of our day. And isn't there like a type of frequency that goes along with the golden ratio? There's like a certain numbered frequency. Yeah, it's like there's the... I'm going to get this all wrong because I really don't know a whole lot about it enough to like really talk about it. But I just, I understand the, the premise and like there's like the, the boiler number, the Euler number and like how three, six and nine kind of. Oh wait, is that the like the, like the ohm, like that thing? Because I think that's one, four, five. There's a, fre- well, and then there's different, yeah, and there's frequencies to it. But the idea of like the golden ratio is just a common pattern that you see in nature. Like it has something to do with just how things evolve organically through this dimension. The golden, oh, the like golden the, ratio uh, is the a fucking, five the spiral thing yeah it's yeah, the little like, it's yeah, round like, like you see that in like a shellfish all like of da vinci's paintings like are based on it like yeah. the yeah and you were the, saying your thumbprint you it's were saying all, like is it the ohm it's yeah it's the five frequency it's 1.618 hertz it's like medit like it's used for a lot of meditation yeah. okay. music and right shit like that yeah. yeah um and then i know um like a lot of businesses when they create logos they'll they use the golden, golden ratio down. because yeah. it's the most aesthetically pleasing Thing to look at because it, the it's, human eye just na- normal just naturally accepts right. It. It, there's nothing jarring about it. So, but as far as like how that plays into synchronicity, I don't. I'm that's above my pay grade. But I do. I do Seems believe like that math related. and geometry do are like the fundamental premise of our existence. Benford's law is interesting for synchronicity. I'd, I'd be interested to see what you think about. Make sure this. you get right up in that mic. Because uh, it's the law of basically repeating numbers. Okay. And the idea is is that it's more likely to get like in statistical data. What will come out if the if the product of the data is a repeating number, it's more likely to be a lower number than it is a higher number. So uh what does it say? The, so one appears as the leading digit thirty percent of the time. So one point one 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 repeating. Okay. Wait, can I guess what the next one is? Hmm. Seven. Uh, no, it's it's it's, oh, it's okay. no, it's it's in like lowest to highest, like literally one two three four. Like it's more oh. likely to be one than it is to be nine. Like nine is uh, nine is less. No, one appears thirty percent of the time. Nine appear or uh, significant digits less than five percent occur. 11.1 repeating percent of Which the time. Which is one, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So it's interesting that like it's more likely to be a one repeating than it is definitely to be a nine. And, I, you know, that's weird. I, I don't know. You'd have to like sit and think about that and look at... I, here's the I'm thing. I want to mm. be, like, I want to learn more about it because if you look at some of these fundamental principles that this guy talks about, like I said, Robert Edward Grant, he goes into frequencies. He goes into, like... He's basically created this like theory about how your DNA, if you were to like write it out on paper 
and if you if you turn it into music notes and shit, how like it turns into the frequency of the golden ratio and shit, and he actually makes sense of it. Like he'll take the periodic table of elements and like assign frequency values based upon their atomic numbers and stuff, and it always comes out like everything always comes out to like uh, either the golden ratio or the I, I, I want to say the Euler number. I know that's not right. Boiler number, one of those two. See when I when I think about shit like that, how everything like the golden ratio, the spiral thing is that what it's called? The fucking spiral thing. Or yeah. The, the spiral it's thing like, is like the Fibonacci sequence. I feel or, like, yeah, the, yeah. Is that what I'm thinking? The Fibonacci sequence? I think so, but yeah. that uses the golden ratio, right? I think so. But yeah. it's the golden ratio that creates the yeah. sequence. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like, okay, is there some divine power that has that makes everything like that? And then I think, well, if it's so divine, it's a computer why is it algorithm. the same fucking recipe every time? I think it's because it's just in within the the constructs of the physical plane that we live in. It's like that's computer code. That's just the rules. Computer code is yeah. is the same thing over and over again, creating different new things. Right. The Which, only difference is is now we've applied consciousness to this existence, so we can examine it. Yeah. You know. And then, like I said, if you want to believe in the idea that we are just a reflection of the universe experiencing itself, then you know then it, it makes what sense. What we get off on more than anything else is patterns. Yeah. yeah, that would be yeah. The, patterns and the recognition. Nice yeah. Uh, uh, Greg but, wants to know: uh, Can anyone tell me if I'm cursed? Uh, yes. Do yes. you have <laughs> any symptoms? You're always of being cursed. cursed. You're cursed to be a cool ass dude, Greg. Anyone, we only curse people anytime, that any, watch this podcast. No, anytime anyone signs up for open mic comedy open mic for that very first time, you yes, is in fact cursed. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. if you go to Coconuts <laughs> on St. Pete Beach. Uh, <laughs> Leah asked if uh, for uh, if. A one eleven uh, eleven is the whole like you know eleven eleven make a wish like the water. oh that's, that's where another it thing comes manifestation yeah. right so yeah, yeah if, if they equate it to a shooting star so if you do see it you can if you want to manifest something mm-hmm. think about it whatever it is make that wish in a sense that's like what you were saying where like right. t- take note of what you were thinking when it came up so here's an interesting thing you guys can do real quick if you want I don't know if anybody has a pen or if you want to use your cell phones yeah do you want to figure out what your birth number is I sure. know what my birth number is. I know what mine is yeah I don't I I am an 11. Oh, look right. at you. Bitch, I got the master I number. And wait, here's what's interesting. I'm also born on 1122. What do I need? Calculator? Uh, yeah, yeah, calculator. So, okay, add up. You're going to add in sequential order your day, your, uh, the day, the month, and then the year individually. And then you're going to get a number. You add them? So, like, for instance, if your birthday is uh, January 1st, uh, 1000, it's 1 plus 1 plus 1. 2014. Wait, what? 2014 is the number I got by adding my day, month, and year. No, you, no, you want to add them individually. So if, what like, do you mean? if you're born in 1985, it's 1 plus 9 plus 8 plus 5. Oh, so how do I... Oh, so, so you do the d- 1 so plus 5 is what my is birthday. your birthday? January, January 15th. 15th. So 1 plus 1 plus 5. 1 plus 1 plus 5. Plus 1 for the... Plus 1. Plus 9 plus whatever the plus year. Plus 9 plus 8 plus 3. Equals 28. Okay, so ne- okay, since it's 28, you have to reduce that down. So 8 plus 2 10. is 10. Okay. 1 plus 0 is 1. So your birth number is 1. Yeah. So do one. me. I'm 6, 26, 82. Do it again. So you, all right, let me get a calculator out. out. Hold I mean, up. Calculator? I can just walk Hold through on. it. I got mine. What is your birthday? June 26, 1982. June 2, 6, 1, 9, 8, 2. So that that goes to thirty four. So three plus four is seven. So you're a seven. You're a one. I'm an eight. You're an eight. What does seven mean? Seven's like lucky. I have a link, and <laughs> if John goes into that Google Doc, okay, and goes to that link, 
it I mean, will show. I think I'm lucky to still be alive with the choices I've made in my past. Yeah. So basically, uh, you want to reduce the final number down to a single digit unless okay. it, unless the number is 11 or 22. Okay. Those are master numbers, and as a member of the master number community, I'm just letting you all know we are better than you. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, what does one say? John. And then if John wants to read everybody's birth number. The Life Path 1 suggests that you enter this plane with skills allowing you to become a leader type rather easily. Your nature is charged with individualistic desires, a demand for independence, and the need for personal attainment. Many of our military generals, corporate leaders, and political leaders are men and women having the Life Path 1. When you display positive one traits, your mind is capable of significant creative inspiration, and it possesses the enthusiasm and drive to accomplish a great deal. Okay, that's a lot. Okay. Yeah, there's a yeah. So that's a that's the basic seven, idea. Go seven and eight, cause I'm eight. Seven is the life path. Seven suggests that you enter this plane with a gift for investigation, analysis, and keen observation. Okay. You are a thinker of the first order. You evaluate situations very quickly and with amazing accuracy. As a result, you are thorough and complete in your work. The perfectionist who expects everyone else to meet a high standard of performance, too. I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about the perfectionist part, because you yeah. got some cancer tendencies in there, and that is not mm. cancery. Let's see. What is... Uh, eight. What is eight? eight? Go down. Your feet are dirty. <laughs> no. You are filthy in bed. Eight suggests that you enter this plane armed to lead, direct, organize, and govern. <laughs> These are all the one? same. Yeah. You're all, you're very ambitious. This is like Jared's this joke. You're very Jared's ambitious joke? and well, thoughtful <laughs> and creative. The, you're going into the beginning, and I think there's like way more in, in there. You're, yeah, it's just a lot to read, though. Yeah, I'll look into it later. But I'm, yeah, I'm check out the show it. notes because I'll make we'll sure. We'll put I... it all in the notes. But then there's also other synchronicities. So like, there's omens, like yeah, animals. Yeah, let's get into some omens. There's household um, synchronicities that could pop up. My mom is big on omens. Really? Like, what's the biggest thing that she's? That's like a Southern oh, Kentucky it's, thing oh, for it's sure. Oh, it's a big Kentucky thing. So like, what's the one thing she freaks out about the most? Oh, uh, if you get a bloody egg. Oh like well, shit, that yeah, shit goes bad, and like, uh, and it's happened actually. Does she remedy the superstition in in some sort of like folksy way? She doesn't really, other than like, if there's like a family call, like, hey, just stay inside today, like, be cool, like, like she'll literally call everyone, like, I had a bloody egg, so somebody's getting fucked, like, so interesting. So she believes it's a it's a like a. Uh, I've never uh, had a bloody egg. Yeah, I have they're, once. They're rare. I've had double yolks. Yeah, double which yolks. I think is another no, omen. Double it yolks is, is an omen. omen for delicious. I don't have an <laughs> omen, but I have the superstition, which is like I guess it's big in the black community. John, you live in the black community, so you might know too. It's like if you're walking somebody, you don't like split the you don't split. never split the pole. Yeah, right? never split the pole. Like if there's a pole, you That's don't each true. go. Every, you stay. You go the same path for some reason. I, and I always do it. I don't know. It was taught to me as a kid. I, I just read something about that the other day, and I'm trying to remember why that was important. Splitting the I think holes. because it's, there's it has a, to do with like the significance behind yeah. it. I think it's just the separation of of, of two people. Yeah. Mm, I got a phone call the other day to be careful. My mom was upset because she had found a black feather, and she told me to be very careful that night. Okay. Your mom's into some stuff. Oh yeah. That, that low it, country. I get, it honest. I, get it, <laughs> I get it very honest. Yeah. No. I get. She's like, I got a bloody egg and a feather the day you were born. Yeah, and this is that's why you're an eight. <laughs> not gonna work. That's exactly. That's why your why feet never wash off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, let's uh, look at some of these animal omens. This is one I've been getting quite a bit. So, like, is, if you uh, see a certain animal, beetles. what is it? Black you see beetles. black beetles all the time. Oh, they've been getting in the house a bunch. That's bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Was it often called magic? the Death Watch beetle? Uh, old superstition says a black beetle crawling across your shoe or tapping inside of a wall is a sign of death to come. 
Some versions say you can avoid this unwelcome faith by safely transporting the beetle outside. That has not been happening. Uh, the puppy has been killing them. So, so the puppy oh, so is she's your death. she's your synchronicity killer. Yeah, yeah. well, and then, and then the older dog is uh, dying right now. <gasps> yeah, so, yeah. So maybe that's why. I, and then you know what? I never saw a beetle in the house before a this week ago, down. a week oh, and wow. a half ago. And that's yeah. when they found out that the dog was dying. And that's right when we found wow. out. Yeah. You know what? I've I two two nights last week. I woke up and it was like four in the morning or something. It was like three. It was three thirty-three, and I looked out my window. I saw a fucking white owl. No, I think they're around here for real. No, okay, crazy. you're about to freak me out. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> that was in the movie. <laughs> I, that was the fifth about time. aliens. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that is one of the only movies oh. I've ever seen that actually scared, scared me. Yeah. Well, when she started it, talking yeah. in the end, and that yeah. like uh, Sumerian, yeah, and that was like it's real war. Marketed it like it was actual real. I watched it with my daughter. She's like 14. Well, so I know okay. Lilu's got a multi pass, yeah. so she's already you know one up. <laughs> she's the supreme being, right? Like yeah. she can do whatever she wants. But that movie was terrifying. Yeah. Oh, Owls is on the list though. Uh, let's see. Uh, number two is rabbits. Most people have heard of the superstition that a rabbit's foot will bring good luck, but some cultures believe rabbits bringing bad luck. Uh, thought to be witches in disguise, there are still some people who do not own rabbits due to this belief. Well, it's like tr- hares are tricksters in mm-hmm. a sense, or like trickster spirits. So it could be like someone like shapeshifting. Hares and foxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also represent fertility and paganism. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is coyotes. Navajo legends indicate the coyote can be a bad omen if seen while on a journey. They say to turn back if you see a coyote in your path. Otherwise, you may meet a terrible fate. Oh, I never knew that. Um, someone just see commented. Coyotes wherever I go. JTSM 10, 1080 has a 22 as his number. So, of course, we had to one-up the 11 here. Ah. So, he's got a, he's a master uh, number Builder. person. Master, master Builder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, where are my omens at? Here we go. Uh, owls, known to bring good luck and bad. Owls have been written into the oldest of folklore. Some African, uh, countries believe the owl to be a messenger for shamans to communicate with the spirit world. A Zuni tribe legend indicates an owl feather in a baby crib crib keeps evil spirits at bay. Hmm. It's interesting. You know, um, the other thing, too, is like why people put horseshoes above their doors. Why is that? It's because they're made of iron, and back in you know medieval times, they thought that iron would actually... Um, repel the fae. Repel the fae and yeah. repel like, goblins and shit. It would. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't walk That's into factual. a house. If there is a horseshoe above your door, I'm not coming in there. Why? Because I look like a fucking hobgoblin. <laughs> oh, I thought it was because you're a fairy. Oh, that too. <laughs> huge fairy. That's it. And that's true. That you're a huge fairy? Well, no, yeah. that's what they called me in high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugh Carey, huge fairy. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, I got to give him fucking credit, man, because that was smart. I wouldn't even have thought of that. I got happy Gilmore and Gilmore Girls. It was dumb. Gilmore Girls? Yeah. What was, was yours? Girls. What was yours, John? They didn't fuck with John. Yeah, yeah I don't think Kimono I homo. <laughs> Kimono homo. Lauren, what was your nickname? Oh, Low the... country crab boy. No. <laughs> no. I was just a weird goth chick. They didn't have to give me a nickname. I'd kind they of were scared. afraid of getting they cursed. Scared. Yeah, they were yeah. scared of me. Uh, pink dolphins. Amazonian lore oh. says that pink dolphins were humans once and will transform into humans at night and steal children from their homes. I think we've gone over that on, on a different episode before. Dolphins really? Are scary. They're definitely aliens. Crows. Crows have so many superstitions surrounding them that there's little saying to remember them all. One's bad, two's luck, three's health, four's wealth, five's sickness, six is death. Not even Ooh. like superstition wise, crows are fucking like they, they can, they, 
recognize humans. They they're remember smart. faces. Yeah, they're extremely yeah. intelligent. Yeah. And also, so, I know certain if you're I seeing I was at crows, the zoo once and a crow came down and he fucking jumped on my beer glass and he stuck his whole head in my beer. I was that, so hey, pissed off. That was one. One's bad. Yeah, that's yeah, bad. Yeah, I had yeah, to buy another beer. beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was terrible. No, but I know, like, if depending on what direction a bird, like, if you see a flock of crows flying towards the west, um, or no, is it the west? <laughs> yes, west is uh, represents death, mm-hmm. right, and water. Mm-hmm. So, um, if they're flying into the west, I believe that represents death. If they're flying from the north or towards the north, like the directions matter too. Sure. So it's like all divinatory like principles. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like the Wiccan Reed goes into like the wind. When the wind blows from the south, kiss mm-hmm. your hand upon the mouth, yeah. twice upon the mouth or whatever. The um, I did want to get into this this new thing that uh, that I just kind of stumbled into today, just like researching stuff for yeah. synchronicity. Yeah, I wanted to um, talk about it because I didn't look. I didn't look it up. Yeah, uh, so I was looking up like uh, like correlation between like synchronicities and like people thinking that like uh, we're living inside of a simulation and it's just like a glitch in the matrix or whatever. And that's like a pretty common thought, you know. Like if we're in the matrix and we see these omens or whatever, and then the omens come true, that's just the the matrix fucking up in a weird way, right? You know? But uh, this, I thought, this was. Uh, a uh, pretty interesting new hobby that's pretty new. It's called uh, rando knotting. Rand- what? knotting, I think is how it's called. Uh, R-A-N-D-O-N-A-U-T-I-N-G. Yeah. I downloaded the app and, uh, uh, and I'm ready to uninstall it. I'm so the, the headline for this is, what is rando knotting and why is it leading people to dead bodies? <laughs> so What? So it's, uh, there's uh, th- this is... Uh, this week, some curious teens made headlines when they allegedly found a dead body stuffed into a suitcase using the app Randonautica. So what, uh, this app has become increasingly more popular during quarantine as people have tried to make fun for themselves while normal businesses and activities have been closed. Is this some Wayfair bullshit? No, this is an app, and I downloaded the app. I, I, I'm downloading it right now. Yeah, you guys should download this because it's it's free and it's like an actual thing that you can try. So it's like geocaching. It's like geocaching. It's like geocaching with but but the but geo- with like the dead ge- bodies. The geocache the ethereal is, cache. Yeah, yeah, the geocache is like a synchronicity. Yeah. That's what you're hoping to find at the end of yeah. this. Like you put your intent out there when you like, and it generates a random uh, coordinates for you. Yeah. So. And, it's been leading people to weird shit. So people, you can check this out on TikTok because people are doing like the what they're finding on TikTok. I'm just curious, how did you come? Up, how did you find this in particular? What led you to he it? Googled weird shit. I was like googling like just different variations of like synchronicity, and that's yeah. how I found this. Interesting. So this, so I found like a Australian guy. The app uh, started in Australia first, so it was like so, an Australian guy finding weird stuff. How do you, we know that these people found the dead bodies with the app, and they weren't? Killing people. Well, and we blaming. don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe that'll be the thing we can figure out in the app. That's, so yeah. random nodding is the act of using the Randonautica app to travel to random places near you based on a quantum random number generator and Mother Nature, which gives us specific uh, wait, coordinates. And for you to Mother follow. Nature. Yeah. So when you open the app, which is available to download everywhere now. It says Australia in this article, but I think I. I mean, I got it. So I have it. Yeah. You start by setting a radius. So you set a radius, how, how far, far you're, you're willing, willing to, to go. And I want to let's do it now and do like 20 feet. <laughs> There's oh, a dead man. body right underneath right of that piano. Oh, I found my keys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
so it spits out coordinates for you to travel to. The app uh, has an instruction video in it, uh, and it says it can be influenced by the user's thoughts and consciousness. So this is why uh, setting up the app, it asks whether you'd visit attractors, highly concentrated quantum points, voids, sparse, sparse quantum points, anomalies, reported patterns of areas influenced by thought, and urges you to focus on your intent while the app sets a location. So you get an intent. You set a radius. I'm looking for some marijuana. You have it generate a number, and then it just sends you off in that direction. I'm curious about what they mean by highly uh, contacted quantum points and sparsely contacted. Quantum so maybe points. it's like a it's like a it's a point that tends to just randomly generate for a lot of people. Oh yeah, so maybe if you want to go somewhere new, tell them to do the void. Do so it might be it one. might be something like you just set uh set set like your intention is like uh, I would like to see something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it takes you around behind a bar, you know, that's maybe maybe <laughs> kind of tucked out of the way and there's a nice mural back there. Okay. And maybe 100 okay. people have seen that because of this app or whatever. Uh, I see I what you're like a homeless guy just like that's what I, that's where I was going. To. I can give you some coordinates on that. You don't even need the app. Oh man, I got uh, I got Google. Go to go out under 275 in Central. There's a whole bunch. <laughs> so this is the homework. I want I want people to download this app. Yeah, and give it a shot. I'm gonna tell it I want to see Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah, come back next that month. White thing go pull up. Yeah, I'm gonna go, bitch. Go to. If, if, I'm gonna say white thing. If it tells me to go to Mobile, Alabama, I'm throwing my phone into a dumpster and lighting it on fire. Yep. <laughs> Smoke signals to communicate. From so I think this on. is cool. This is like forced synchroni- synchronicity. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I love this. You're trying to force some we, wonder and novelty onto you know your life. We should do this and like video document it. Yeah. yeah. I want well, I, that's another thing I've been wanting to do on the podcast. And if anybody has any sort of ideas as well, like I want us to do like some like on-site field trips, like go do some like go to places that are considered, uh, you know, highly paranormal or people can, that places that see UFOs. Can we do it at daytime? If yeah. so, I'm about it. Yeah. Nighttime, so like, or, or no. even just Ooh. things that are considered fringe. Like, you know, I was saying, let's try the float tanks. I want to try a float tank. Do the float tanks or get like acupuncture, like, and just report back like what we're doing. Or like if we, if people say they do Reiki healing. I meant to do it. Well, we had, oh, Ra- we had we a had, Reiki healer. We had I know Shelly. Yeah. yeah. To, to demonstrate Reiki. We were, we were planning on doing the float tanks at one point and then COVID happened and we we're like, mm, no. Yeah. I don't know if I want to <laughs> float in a, a Petri somebody dish right water. now. Yeah. I don't want to float in somebody else's pee. Can you drown in those tanks? Well, they're supposed to I mean, empty can. them every time. Oh, okay. I we'll mean, they're not, but I doubt how do you know that they are? But there is a lot of salt. I mean, that's what that's why you float, because it's just like it so, it's like the Dead Sea. It's filled with salt, and you have... I, I mean, I got a lot of salt in me. I float anyway. Like, every time I lay in a pool, I just go belly up. Well, then you don't need to pay money to go to the float tank. Yeah. Just close your eyes and imagine darkness. Oh, is this for people who aren't fat? So they can experience the You've never, floating? you don't know what a float tank is? No, I don't. You, it's, it doesn't require effort. It's and basically, like a you're in a capsule. Capsule, and, they, and you float there perfectly, neutrally buoyant. It looks like the little egg from uh, Mork and Mindy. It does. I, that's one of my favorite things to do in a swimming pool is just float and just sit there and just... So you can either... You go in these little pods and then it's filled with like... total darkness? Is it like... You can either... You can do total darkness or you can have like ambient lighting light or show. sounds like music playing. It's up to you. Yeah. And then the point is, is you're, you're doing sensory deprecation. Oh. Or deprivation. De- deprivation. Yeah. Deprecation. deprecation. Yeah. yeah. I'm very very self-deprecating. That's Friday night at Houston. Yeah. I, yeah. I deprecate in the uh no, but um 
Yeah, so it's like it turns off your senses, and it's a similar experience to people. Like I know people that actually will do like shrooms and go into yeah. it, and then but even without it, you go into this space of like mindfulness and meditation and almost like a trance like uh, experience. We should seriously do something like I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but I'm down for like a road trip or something. I'm even down just I use this app it. to see what yeah. we could do. Yeah, yeah let's try to use the app. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to our final segment. Yeah. Uh, you believe in what? What? Now, what? Hugh wanted to talk about this. I think we've Hugh pretty it. much. Talk, wanted to talk about all this he shit. Wanted to talk this about was all this the, shit. the Hugh episode. He was yeah. excited for this one. I like it. Okay. Do you, okay. Do you know what a targeted individual is? I do. Do you know what a targeted individual is? Or I before th- this? I I know people would have like the like the 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 gang phobia where they feel like they're being followed all the time. Okay. It's so the same, it, yeah, it's the same as like a gang stalking. Same yeah. mental illness, different mechanism for paranoia. Okay. Yeah. Basically. Um, so this article is from Wired and they're talking about the tortured lives of targeted individuals. So basically it's stating every morning Liza or Lisa wakes up and remembers that she's being tortured. When she looks down at her hand, she can slightly, she can see slightly raised bumps where she believes she had been implanted with microchips. She is certain that the chips track her every move and that her family has been programmed not to listen to her. She knows that her mind has been pushed to the limits of human endurance, the most pain you can put a person through before they die. The targeting, the rewiring of her brain is so extreme that she can no longer even cry. Uh, She's 56, a thin woman um, with elf-like ears, which is an interesting um, thing, adjective, and bright eyes, an artist who grew up in the Rocky Mountains. She worked at Microsoft for 10 years and started her own web development company with her partner before the electronic attacks, the stalking, and the surveillance began. She knew it had to be some form of technology attacking her because she had worked in the technology industry for more than a decade, and she knew what it was capable of. Yeah, I mean that's that seems seems like that could easily be a psychosis. You you're working in the tech industry and you see how these people are just mining data from these unsuspecting people day in and day out. Like that's that's gonna leave a mark on your psyche, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would use an oh my bod. I would implant one in me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I looked at Laura when I said that. Like yeah. that's the only uh, thing I want implanted yeah. in me. What is that? Yeah. Oh my bod. Really? You it's don't know? It's a weird sex thing. Uh, there, I think they, there's another one for they call it, that's what the gay people call it, but no, there's one for women. No, oh my bod is what they use on uh, like cam girl sites. Yeah, what is it? It's like it's like a little vibrator thing that like you put inside of you, and, and then, then when you tip somebody, oh yeah, it yeah, pays. Yeah, yeah. It, no, anyway. no, I know what it is. You can control it with your phone. I wasn't. I wasn't. Pre- I didn't write a thesis thing. up on the oh my oh, bod, but I that'll would, be on the next we episode. We don't have to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so it was uh, late in October when her Uber. Oh, I'm sorry. When she sought help, a hospital committed her to a 10-day hold in a mental ward, naturally, teaching her how to calm her racing heart without addressing the technology that Lisa believed was causing it. Uh, When she was released, she found answers to her questions online. There was an encyclopedia of information, quote-unquote. She says a whole new vocabulary to help explain what she had been experiencing. Gang stalking, brain-computer interference, psychotronics. I felt really thankful, she says. I felt like I was opening up this crack into a whole new universe. I believe she may have also been smoking a little crack. Um, So it was late in October when her Uber had slowed to a stop in the woods after dark. Her driver seemed alarmed. We'd driven to the forest outside of Boston up a rocky, limited access road with few lamps and no residences in sight. We pulled up to a, we pulled up to a stop at the top of a hill with a few low cinder block buildings in the distance. It was dead quiet. 
Where are you going? He asked. I tried my best to explain. I was there to attend the first ever Unity and Hope Conference, a weekend gathering of targeted individuals. The TIs, uh, there's always an acronym. Yep. <laughs> the TIs were there to learn and organize and to be reminded that they were not alone. Uh, well, if you have a chip and people are talking to you, you, you always you're got someone. You're never alone. Yeah, you're yeah. never alone. That's that Michael Jackson song. That's what, that was about. He was a targeted individual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at first, I heard about the TI community last summer while researching an article about RFID chips, which I find interesting because if she knows about technology, she I would assume she, she would, would know, know about RFID is. chips. What are RFID chips? You know the little chips in your credit card? Oh, okay, gotcha. Like, you can I knew it sounded it. familiar, but I wasn't sure. You put them in your dog, too, right? Yeah, they yeah. put them in your dog. Uh, if like your oh, dog is that. lost, and they scan your dog at the vet. Yeah, I didn't know that was the same chip. That's, uh, that's it's cool. the same technology. Same yeah. technology, yeah. It was actually developed by the Russians. It's the same chip that's like on your credit card now. It's the like same the, chip that's yeah, inside yeah. you right now. I didn't know that was saying no. Yeah, it's the same thing. No, it just uses a frequency. Huh? Yeah. I said there's only been one chip inside me. Doritos or Fritos? It was a guy. It's a guy oh, chip. chip. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. I don't, yeah, that was that. So, so people have been implanting microchips in pets and as tracking devices for years, even though the chips don't actually track locations. You can just scan them when you find a dog. You know, yeah. right? They serve as a virtual ID tag to confirm the identity of a lost pet. That's and if it's listed in a database, a uh, few people know as much about RFID chips as a biohacker named Amal Grustafa Grafstra. Grafstra. Yeah. On his website, I stumbled on a strange letter called So You Think You're Being Implanted Against Your Will, which he posted in 2016. Interesting topic. Hello, the letter began. You're likely here because you have a problem. <laughs> Just <laughs> a little bit. List common symptoms. You hear voices or see lights. You believe you've been implanted with a chip against your will. Uh, he, he wanted to help. He was actually a big proponent of RFID technology. He's had a chip implanted in each hand since 2005. Well, he has his own problems. This sound that sounds like something a cult leader would do. Yeah. yeah it's like it's I'm fine. selling the solution and the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, targeted individuals are just people that constantly feel like they're uh, being they're being harassed, harassed and, and manipulated by unseen forces. But it's usually a lot of the times it's like the government. Yeah. And I know yeah, it could manifest itself in a lot of different ways. It's government, or it's aliens, or it's the Catholic Church, or I it's feel the like Illuminati. I'm, or, I sometimes right. feel like I'm a targeted individual of like extraterrestrials. Not even joking around. Like sometimes, I like when I was younger, I used to feel that way all the time. So well, what were they targeting? Your cousin was getting visited. Maybe I know you were what too. I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe your you uncle was putting just... on an alien costume. And... Oh, no. oh, good no. God. <laughs> it got dark so fast. Oh, fuck. No, but like, what other ways did you feel like you were targeted? I just remember sometimes I would be laying there at night uh, just trying to go to sleep. And I don't know. I, th I feel like I could just imagine them like, watching me. Leprechaun? You know, it's probably, yeah, leprechaun. It's probably all just in my fucking head. You know, like or I said, I have, a, I, like I said, I have a very overactive imagination. That's why, like, I know tonight I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna have some fucked up dreams. It's gonna scare shit out of me. But when I wake up, I'm gonna be like, oh, it's fucking badass. I know I'm gonna wake up and the aliens gonna be like, you're not dreaming. <laughs> so, like, even if it is happening, uh -huh. you have no control over exactly. it. Exactly. Well, that's and up until this point, here's something you can just remind yourself: like, it's never happened. Like, nothing has actually happened. It has all been in your head for the most part. Even if it is real. Yeah. You've never had the experience, and if you did, they've washed your brain out and yeah, I, did I mean, a blinky I've, thing. I've I've accepted that a long time ago. Like, oh okay. You know, so like, I'm, not I'm like, trying to act like a therapist here to help no, you no. <laughs> help you walk you through this, Brad. I think you're definitely getting abducted tonight. 
Yeah. Uh, if I do, you know. Tell us about it. If I yeah. <laughs> if, I, John. If, I, if I make it back, I tell you what though. If I yeah, get, I'll abduct you. If John? I get if I die, I'm gonna haunt the fuck out of them aliens, baby. I'm gonna John. say this. I've been on Hinge for a minute and I've had no luck, but I'm gonna try this randomizer app. And if I can yeah. fucking get some manifest an alien to come probe me, oh man, all right. I will I will debrief if, all of you. What if you get the one alien that's like, no, I like to be probed. I'll do that too. Okay, we're, yeah, we're, he's flexible. I'm predominantly top, anyways. Nice. Oh, that's the thing. I didn't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, people are crazy. They think they're being tracked by the government. Some of them think that the radio towers, like the 5G, we'll put a link to this article because it's pretty long, but this it's actually long, good. Yeah. It's it is juicy. It is, good. it is good. Well, we don't have time to get into it. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, just uh, uh, paranormal and crypto zoo uh, stuff in uh, entertainment, I finished Max Brooks's uh, newest book yeah. on audiobook, uh, Devolution. Which is about a uh, it's a it's a fictionalized version, but they present it as being like a real story right. of uh, the Mount Rainier uh, Bigfoot massacre. So what happens in the story is that so, okay. Mount Rainier erupts, and this one community is cut off completely from the rest of the world. Like the bridge has been torn out by like a lava flow and stuff, and a uh, troop of Bigfoot. Have been pushed into their area, and then they're competing for resources. Oh my god! So, it's done really well. Like I really love Max Brooks. Just like goes out of his way to research like everything that's ever been written about Bigfoot, and then right. like map their behavior and their desires in such a way that it seems like it's a real. Story so, what is the Bigfoot's biggest desire? Well, to be loved. big yeah. shoes. That's what we all want. <laughs> he just wants some big shoes. No, it was, seriously. It was uh, well, just food. It was just like uh, basically the the just their instinctual yeah. habits. Well, you know, it, it's just it's it, he he basically creates a perfect storm with the volcano erupting is cutting this town off, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's also cutting animals off from escaping. Is yeah. and now oh. it's also uh, it's also blocking out the sun, so vegetation that those animals normally feed on don't exist, it's so they start to die. Dark off. and scary looking outside. Now, he also writes in uh, the the wild berry uh, growth for that season was unusually low to begin with, so there was a lot less animals than normal in the area. Hmm. And then it's just these Bigfoot are have no food. The people there. Uh, they're living in this like uh, techno technological green community where things just get delivered to them by drones. So they and don't what, have. Was this like taking place in the future? This is uh, I would estimate is like five to ten years in the future. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now are the big feet big foots? Uh, what's the plural of it? The big, big feeties. Are they Sasquatches. intelligent? Or are they just like they're intelligent? Yeah. So like can talk. I mean like that's yeah. What but I mean. they no, chose to live in the they, Pacific they Northwest. They talk to each other and they do stuff, but uh, yeah. you can't tell how intelligent they, they are. But you know meat. that they're in, uh, an intelligent ape on like the higher side of intelligence. Okay. So like Amy, mother. Yeah. yeah. That level. <laughs> yeah. My <Mike, laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It's good. These things are like freaking scary too. So it ends up becoming like a horror novel for sure. But did it's good. anybody fuck a Sasquatch in this? Ooh, great no. question. Oh. Would you fuck a Sasquatch? I'd fuck a Sasquatch. I mean, I've I mean, been with a couple nice. bears, yeah. but, you know, that's pretty much pretty close. Yeah, close enough. Uh, but, yeah, uh, come back around for our Halloween episode in October. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're trying to figure out, are we going to conjure the dead? Are we going to do some necromancy or I just fuck with a Ouija board? We're definitely, at the very least, we're going to talk about Ouija boards. Yeah. We may actually fuck with one. Uh, but I know somebody who makes Ouija boards, but not. I'm not talking, like, the Parker Brothers or... It's like on a slab of wood or stone or something it looks like something out of harry potter like she can really hook it up so nice. her name is lauren morris and um 
her shop, she has an Etsy shop. I actually used to work with her with my business. It is called Primitive Witchery on Etsy. Oh, nice. And she does like a lot of Black Phillip artwork too from like the movie The Witch, yeah. the VVH. But anyways, I'll see if like maybe we can get something from her. And that would be great. That'd be kind of yeah, cool. I say we should do it. It's the second uh, Tuesday in October. It's going to be October 13th. And isn't Halloween on a full moon this year? Ooh, Halloween is on a full moon. It's on the Friday the 13th we're doing this no, show. No, Tuesday, Tuesday the 13th. Tuesday the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th. It's a little less spooky than a Friday, but yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, get, stick around. That'll be great. Uh, we can also do Human Sacrifice. I don't know if that'll violate the terms of Twitch, but I am in need of some adrenochrome. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah he he's trying to get, to get bags under his eyes. I'll face bring the, is sinking. I'll bring the pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the topic. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, check out somethingplanet.com uh, for all back episodes of Mysteriousnesses. Also, anywhere that you can stream a podcast, you can find audio episodes, and check out old video episodes uh, at youtube.com slash somethingplanet. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for chatting and talking with us and hanging out. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, I'm going to run an ad So at the end of the show here. This is the end of the show. We're not going to do anything else, but if you could just stick around and watch that ad, that definitely helps us out. I should have done it in the middle of the show. I need to make a check box of that. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, especially the guys uh, listening live. That's fucking great. It's nobody so subscribed, so nobody got a tarot reading. Nobody I was really wanting reading. to get oh, my well. Miss Cleo hat out. Oh, yeah. Offer is on the table still oh, for hey. October 13th. Thank you all so much for listening and watching, and we will be back on October 13th. Yeah. Alright, guys. 